0: I have it.
1: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Defender Football Pregame Show here on KDCR Sioux Center 88.5 FM and KDCR 88.5.com. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. As we look at the pregame show today and take a look at our rundown for today's matchup between the Dort University Defenders and the Northwestern Red Raiders, in just a minute or so, we'll toss things over to Corey Westra, the GPAC Commissioner, for our GPAC football report. And we'll follow that up with our Dort Football Senior Interview, joined today by wide receiver Levi Jungling. And then Joel Penner, the head coach of the Dort University football program, will join us as well. You'll hear from me as well, the bookend on these segments, as we get you set for today's contest between the 2-0 and Dort University Defenders and the 1-1 Northwestern Red Raiders. Today's game in Sioux Center at Open Space Park. The weather is just a little bit better than last year's for this matchup. A sleet storm rolled through on Defender Day's weekend when the Defenders hosted Northwestern last year. That shouldn't be the problem today. Temperatures looks like they'll be in the 50s with maybe some partly sunny skies and winds topping out at about five to ten miles per hour. This season, Dort two and zero victories over the Midland Warriors in Fremont, Nebraska, 22 to 14, and the Dakota Wesleyan Tigers, 47 to 10, last week in Mitchell, South Dakota. This is the home opener in what will be a busy October including today for the next five games. will be at home in Sioux Center for the Dort Defenders. So plenty of football here in town and a lot of great football ahead. That'll do it for our opening segment here on the Defender Football Pre-Game Show. Let's go over to GPAC Commissioner Corey Westra for today's GPAC Football Report.
0: This is the Pack Football Saturday Report for Saturday, October 3. Brought to you by the Great Plains Athletic Conference and Cypress Grist Management, the official championship partner of the Great Plains Athletic Conference. On your Football Saturday Report this week, let's begin with the scoreboard of games played last Saturday around the conference on September 26. Concordia won at Briar Cliff 24-9. Doan was a winner on the road at Hastings, 52-37. And Dort wins in Mitchell over Dakota Wesley, and the final score was 47 to 10. Let's go now to the Week Three Hoffman America Sports Football Players of the Week on offense. Jermaine Durogene, running back from Doan University, takes the honor. The senior from Dunedin, Florida, had his first career 100-yard rushing game with 149 yards on 11 carries, 13.5 per carry, and scored three touchdowns for the Tigers. He had a 67-yard run in the third quarter to break a 21 all-tie. And then the Tigers led the rest of the way. Riley Heithoff, linebacker from Doan University. He is a senior from Raymond, Nebraska, is the defensive player of the week. He had a game-high 15 tackles against Hastings College, three tackles for loss, and two sacks. He has recorded 10 or more tackles in each game this season. His two sacks were the first of his career, and resulted in 19 yards lost for Hastings. And Jeremy Henning, the kicker for Doan University, is the special teams player of the week. The junior from Highlands Ranch, Colorado, made his first career field goal at 41 yards. He also had seven PATs and recorded 10 points on the day. Again, Doan winning at Hastings. The final score was 52-37. So a Doan clean sweep of the Hoffman America Sports Football Players of the Week. That's a look back at week three around the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Coming up after the break, we'll preview week four of GPAC football. The GPAC football Saturday report rolls on right after this. The Great Plains Athletic Conference was founded in 2000 and is proud of its academic and athletic excellence. Since the league began, we have had 31 NAIA national team championships and boast over 700 NAIA Dactronics Scholar athletes annually. To learn more about the GPAC, including fan protocols during COVID 19, go to our website at GPACSports.com or follow us on Twitter at GPACSports. We move into week four of G Pack football, and there are four games on the schedule for this Saturday. Let's go to that schedule. All games kick off at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Cliff is back at home this week. The Chargers will welcome in the Midland Warriors to Memorial Field in Sioux City. Jamestown will take to the field. They'll travel to Seward to take on the Concordia Bulldogs. Dakota Wesleyan on the road to Crete to take on Doan in the All Tiger matchup in the G Pack. And the final matchup for this Saturday is in Sioux Center with Dort hosting Northwestern. Again, those four games will kick off at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. The Hastings at Morningside game has been postponed and will now be played on Saturday, November the 21st. Concordia is 3-0 and they lead the GPAC through three weeks of conference football. Dort and Morningside are a half game back at 2-0. Doan is 2-1, Northwestern is 1-1 with Hastings at 1-2. Briar Cliff sits at 0-2, along with Midland at 0-2, with Dakota Wesleyan at 0-3 in GPAC football. The complete standings and scores from throughout the season, along with stats for GPAC football, are on our website at gpacsports.com. Don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter as well. We are at GPAC Sports. This has been your GPAC Football Saturday Report for October 3. I'm Corey Westra.
1: Welcome back. I'm Christian Zylstra. You're listening to KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR 88.5.com. Here on the Defender Football Pregame Show, it's time for our Dort Football Senior Interview. We're joined today by senior wide receiver Levi Jungling, one of the best to play wide receiver for the Dort University football program. He's joining us after his nine reception, 117 yard performance at Dakota Wesleyan last Saturday. This week, the Northwestern Red Raiders on the docket. A big matchup here, and so thanks for joining us, Levi. I know there's a lot of work and a lot of prep that goes into this week's matchup, so definitely appreciate you making some time to chat with us here this week. So you came to Dort University from Pella, Iowa. How did you hear about Dort, and what stood out to you during the recruiting process about the school and about the football program that made you say, this is where I want to go to college, this is where I want to play football?
2: Yeah, so it's, it's kind of an interesting story actually. There's a really big pipeline from Pella Christian to Dort, so it's really well known in my high school and hometown that a lot of um, students from Pella Christian end up going to Dort. So I was really anti-Dort College. I was not going to be another Pella Christian grad that ends up at Dort, and I wasn't really considering playing football here at all um, until really late in the recruiting process. And then the coaches started approaching me Late in my senior football season, so I started having discussions with Coach Mingo and Coach Penner, and it started off really just kind of me being courteous, replying back to them. Um, But then Coach Penner came by my house and had a discussion with me, and that just flipped everything that I had previously thought about, door football upside down, Um, the way he spoke about his players, the vision casting that he did just fired me up, and it was kind of an immediate, I want to be a part of that for me.
1: Now, this fall camp was obviously different. How were you able to adjust as you got ready for your senior season?
2: Yeah, it was definitely a very interesting dynamic um, this off season and camp because, you know, during the spring and summer, we were kind of preparing for something that we didn't know if it was going to happen or not. So I think it really tested myself and a lot of other guys and where our where our motivation is coming from. And I think it showed a lot about our team how well we prepared in the midst of all those uncertainties, um, we really care about each other as teammates and we wanted to be ready, no matter what the circumstances were. And then during fall camp we kind of we kind of had a, a different opponent almost than we usually do. We're usually competing you know to get ready for opponents on the field. but this year we had to do a lot of things to kind of combat this virus and be ready just to have guys healthy and ready to go. So it required a lot of new sacrifices on and off the field. Meetings looked a lot different. We had guys coming in and out. So there's a lot of new adversities, which I think was an interesting but also a good challenge for us.
1: How would you describe your personality on the football field and is it different from kind of your personality away from it? I know we've talked to Josh Morazic and Colin Osinic and they say you know they take a a meaner, more gruff approach when when they step onto the football field. What is that like for you?
2: Yeah, I think it's really important to recognize that football is a game that requires a lot of ferocity and a different level of violence than is required off the field. So I definitely would say that there's a a switch that I flip on um, when I step onto the field. Um, It's not to say that like, I'm a completely different person, but there's definitely aspects of my personality that have to become more aggressive and more violent in order to play at the highest level possible. You've had a
1: great career so far, a great game this past week against Dakota And When you look at this Defender football program and the progress it's made under the current coaching staff, what do you think the peak for a program like this can be?
2: Yeah, it's been really fun to kind of see the growth of this program in my four years, and that's that's exactly why I committed. That's what I wanted to be a part of in the first place. And as far as what I envisioned for this program at its peak, I see competing for national titles. I see constantly being ranked nationally, um, competing with the best teams in the country at the NAI level. But alongside that, I think people from the outside looking in should watch our team and see there's definitely something different about the way that they do football. And ultimately, what I see for this program is competing at the highest level and people watching us play football and saying, wow, there's something different about that team and ultimately see God through the way we play football. As a senior
1: looking back, football's been a big part of your life, obviously. How important has this coaching staff and this program been for you over the past going on four years?
2: Yeah, I, I honestly can't really express it in words how much this football program and these coaches have meant to me and what they've done for me in terms of developing me as a man, as a football player, and in my faith, too. I think the biggest thing that I'll be thankful for is just how we approach football in such a different way that um, that we're not defined by football and that we're defined by our Savior. And I think that, that translates to so many different areas of life. And I could go on and on about things that I've learned and how those are going to help me in the rest of my life as, as a husband, as a father, and as a man. Um, so I can't really express how grateful I am and how much I've grown in these past four years because of Dort football.
1: A big thanks to senior wide receiver Levi Jungling for joining us this week here in the studio, our featured guest on our Dort football senior interview. You're listening to the Defender Football pregame show right here on KDCR. I'm Christian Zylstra. Welcome back. I'm Christian Zylstra, your host of the Premier Communications Defender Coaches Show and the Defender Football Pregame Show here on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. We're joined now by the head coach of the Dort University football program, Joel Penner, coming off a 47-10 win against Dakota Wesleyan last weekend and today, a big matchup with a top-10 caliber opponent, the Northwestern Red Raiders a rivalry game in the making. So that's what we have on tap here today. Obviously a perfect time to be joined by Coach Penner. So, Coach, uh, appreciate your time. And I want to start with last week. Last Saturday, third straight win over the Dakota Wesleyan Tigers. It was a 47-10 to 10 winner in Mitchell, South Dakota last weekend. From a game plan standpoint, Saturday seemed like most of it went according to plan,
3: correct? Yeah, I think um, it was a really... Efficient day for the offense. You know, we we threw the ball as as efficiently as we ever have uh, in in my five seasons here. Very dominant on the ground. You know, I thought Dakota Westland did did some really good things in their passing game that uh, sharpened us defensively. Um, that that we were exposed a little bit and, and need to work on and have. And then uh, you know, special teams wise, uh, we weren't great. It wasn't our best day. Um, I think Dakota Wesley notoriously is, is really, really good on special teams. They just obviously emphasize it at a very high level, um, but uh, we did not play well there. So overall, it was a, it was a really good day for us, but um, we certainly were sharpening in some things that, you know, I look at it this way, every, every weekend is an opportunity to get better. Um, even, you know, regardless of the outcome or the score of the game, you're going to learn things about your team and, and uh, it'll help you um, if you're paying attention. I think one of my favorite things from last week offensively you really had a
1: solid mix of sustained drives and explosive plays I mean when you look at your scoring drives alone you had scoring drives of nine plays five 16 and nine two and that was 97 yards six plays and 14 plays I mean what do you make of a day that's just not only chalked full of scoring drives but you do it in a variety of ways you're able to Quickly march down the field in a few plays, and you're able to grind out those long 14, 16 play drives that that really just wear down a defense.
3: I think it shows the um, versatility of the scheme that we have. We we have the ability to strike quick, and we have the ability to grind and convert on third and fourth down, and you know keep drives moving. and And that's really positive because there's going to be games this year when our defense needs rest, and so I you know it gives me confidence knowing I can talk to Coach Mingo and say, hey, we need to choose some clock on this drive. You know, We need, we need to score, yes, but we, we also need to take seven, eight minutes off the clock if we can. And if an offense can do that, that, that really um, shows up in, in uh, the closer battles. We know Noah Clayberg is the
1: starter. I do want to briefly talk about Ethan Thomas slotting in there at backup last week and for this week. What have you liked from what you've seen from him in practice and then in the game last week where You felt comfortable slotting him in there and even letting him throw the ball around a little bit against Dakota Wesleyan.
3: Yeah, so Ethan Thomas um, is, for those of you that don't know Ethan, he's a uh, sophomore and he played wide receiver last year. He spent a good chunk of the year injured, and so uh, he's not a household name yet for our fans, um, but uh, I believe he will become that. Uh, We really wanted, we had decided that we were going to get him a series in the second quarter regardless of what was happening in the game. We've seen in practice that he's shown um, a lot of just just ability to to be a quarterback and run our offense, um, and so we wanted to throw him in in the game. We had confidence that uh, he can do some things, and it was more of a let's just find out what he does on a Saturday, you know, when the pressure's on. And uh, we are so pleased uh, with with his uh, execution and what he did on the field. And so, yeah, it's it's one of these things where in our style of offense, where you do run the quarterback often. You, you really need and want to have uh, more than one guy that can go behind center and and get the job done. Defensively, another 3 sacks,
1: only 10 points allowed, fewer than 300 yards given up. But I think my favorite defensive moment was was at the end of the game there. You know, the game is comfortably in hand, 47-10, you know, you're in the final minute and I think no offense to a lot of teams, but I think a lot of teams probably give up a touchdown there. And you had a a bunch of guys in there wanting to make a statement, wanting to make a stand, and they did. They got the goal line stop against Dakota Wesley and forced the turnover on downs. What does that just say about the group of guys you have on this team and the mentality and motivation of this defense?
3: We really tried to instill a culture where our players really don't need to look at the scoreboard throughout the entire game. Uh, You know, There's clock management and there's those types of things that a scoreboard is useful for. But the scoreboard uh, should never be a barometer of effort. You know, up big, down big, close game, they shouldn't care. It really, if you're if you're really competing the way we want to compete, then you're kind of oblivious to the score. And so we had a lot of reserve players in, and the ball was, I think, it was like on the one-inch line. It was as close as it could be. And it was my favorite, favorite moment of the entire game because uh, we got to see – Younger players, some of their first opportunities ever you know Aaron van Hofwegen busted up that fourth down pass that slant route and uh, sealed that uh, goal line stand for us and so it was a, a favorite moment for me. Uh, it encouraged me because it told me that our team has bought into this notion of you just compete, coaches will worry about taking care of the score and uh, they did it so it was, it was really fun
1: October three dort versus northwestern, when you get the schedule every year. We know this is always a big one. Is this matchup one of the first ones that always sticks out to you?
3: Well, you know, we really try to to go week by week, and I know coaches kind of have to say that, and that sounds like cliche coach speak. We know this. We believe that our future as a football program uh, includes the playoffs, and we also know that the road to the playoffs uh, has to include beating top 10 teams. And so – here we go in this game. We happen to have a top ten team and an opportunity to to battle and win a game, and so that's why it's a big game for us. Um, the The rivalry is special. We honor that. We we care about that. But um, the team goals are are in sight, and we know what we have to do to get there.
1: We know their offense is explosive. It was another year in which Northwestern was able to to push Morningside kind of to the brink in the season opener. Northwestern had a I think a thirty one twenty four lead even in that contest. A lot of it obviously has to do with Tyson Coima, the strength of his arm. He's thrown for about 360 yards per game through the first two contests, 72 yards per game on the ground through the first two as well. We saw him last year break a few big runs. I know Dakota Wesleyan had one or two quarterback runs that they were able to pick up some chunks of yardage last week as well. Just how dangerous is this offense and how much of the game plan has to center around you know maybe not not totally stopping a guy like Tyson Coima, but slowing him down where maybe it's not centered around 3 and outs but maybe you're you're getting off the field near midfield maybe you're forcing a few turnovers or holding them to 3 instead of 6
3: you know any any game uh that you're preparing for you know most teams at least you're you're going to start with how can you make their quarterback uncomfortable how can you make him uh operate outside of his comfort zone and so it's no different this week um, what I would say about Northwestern offense is that they have video game-like numbers right now offensively in, in the passing game. They score in in big plays. Uh, they're very very explosive. They have multiple weapons, and so um, discipline uh, and sticking to the game plan will be essential. You know, on the on the marker board, we we got a great plan. It's only as good as our ability to go out and do it. And we know they're going to make plays. Um, we know they're going to score, but you know, if if we can if we can follow our plan, which I believe we will, we've had a tremendous week of of practice. The guys are very dialed in. Then uh, you know, I like I like our chances of at least slowing down that offense this week.
1: Last year, the weather was horrific. I know it played a role a little bit in limiting the passing game. The Northwestern defense was able to limit the passing game as well. I think uh, just two completions last year against Northwestern. Obviously, you have a second year in the system with with Noah Clayberg and. You've built and shown, especially kind of late last year and early this year, the ability and the propensity to move down the field using the passing game, mixing it in with the running game as well. What are you going to have to do against that Northwestern defense, which traditionally is a fairly strong unit there and is a tough one to beat? What's the biggest challenge that you're going to have to overcome this week against that unit?
3: Yeah, I don't think you'll ever um, beat a Northwestern defense one-dimensionally. I just think... They do such a great job playing discipline, sound defense. And, and so you have to be able to to get yards on the ground and you have to be able to get yards through the air. We, we have a better plan this year throwing the ball than we did last year. I think we, we didn't do a great job putting our quarterback in great situations in play design and, uh, you know, obviously anytime you have snow showers and 30-mile-per-hour winds, that's going to add an element. But, you know, it affected both teams. So, you know, I just think we're – we're we're uh, much more equipped to to be balanced in a, in a way that it supports the strengths of the personnel that we have. And so, first two games I think are evidence of that. You know, having an efficient pass game in both of those games, being able to take deep shots and and uh, and, and succeed at those a few times. So you know, like I said earlier, if we just execute the plan, I think we got a great plan, and uh, it should be a really good day.
1: Door Northwestern. The uh, matchup sells itself uh, an awesome opportunity should be a fun game this weekend coach good luck and we always appreciate your time
3: well it's great to be here and i know that there's going to be a lot of fans who due to uh seating restrictions and ticket restrictions can't make the game uh, and will rely on the broadcast but i'm really thankful that we have such a great live stream and, and and live broadcast of the game so if you have to take take the game in on your couch uh, you know, I'm, I'm real sorry about that um, being the times that they are, but I'm also real thankful that you're going to have uh, plenty of entertainment watching the game this way. So thanks for all the support to Defender Nation and, and thanks for cheering on this team. Yeah, live stream broadcast. You can get to that at dort.edu
1: athletics and the radio broadcast on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. That was Dort University head football coach Joel Penner. Thanks again to our guests for joining us. For Corey Westra, for Levi Jungling, and for Joel Penner, always appreciate everything those gentlemen do for the Great Plains Athletic Conference and for Dort University. We are getting incredibly close to kickoff here in Sioux Center. The Dort University defenders taking on the Northwestern Red Raiders, a rivalry showdown. Coach Penner did mention it, if the Defenders ever want to get to where they want to go as a program, they're going to have to beat a top-10 team. Well, you have a top-10 caliber team right here with the Northwestern Red Raiders, a program the Defenders have yet to beat on the gridiron in varsity action. I'm Christian Zylstra. That is going to do it for us here on the Defender Football Pregame Show. We'll toss it over to Mike Biker momentarily. He'll get you set for today's action, and he'll bring you all the action in Sioux Center at Open Space Park, live on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com.
4: And a thank you to Christian Zylstra for the pregame show, getting things set for us once again as Dort and Northwestern get set to renew their rivalry. This is a rivalry that has steadily gotten more competitive through the years. Two years ago, these two teams played a game that wasn't decided until the final five minutes of the contest. That was when Tyson Coyma put the game away for the Northwestern Red Raiders. Dort was unable to put together a drive to retake the lead. Last year anticipated a very competitive contest and through one quarter it was and then the weather took over and Dort's game plan did not do well in that sleet and rain and cold and Northwestern ends up winning it by a 35 to 6 score this year Dort and Northwestern meeting in what has been an odd season thus far for the Northwestern Red Raiders they played a couple of games then they had a week off they play today they have next week off For the Dort defenders, they played a game back on September the 12th on the road against Midland and then had a bye week. Then they went on the road last week, took on Dakota Wesleyan, handled the Tigers rather easily in Mitchell, South Dakota. And here they are today, Dort taking on Northwestern in a key Great Plains Athletic Conference contest. You heard Coach Joel Penner during the pregame show talk about the fact that if Dort wants to get where they want to go, This is the type of team that they need to knock off. They've beaten every team in the Great Plains Athletic Conference through the recent seasons, except for Northwestern and except for Morningside. Those are the two monsters that still exist in the Great Plains Athletic Conference, and the defenders getting a shot at Northwestern here this afternoon. Northwestern in their white jerseys, black numbers. Dort in their black jerseys and gold numbers. For Dort's defense, it will come down to containing Tyson Coima. A very explosive offense led by that quarterback who has the ability to tuck it away, especially in the spread sets that they run. They'll spread you out, and then you'll have room to run, and that's probably their most effective running game this season. For the Dort offense, we haven't seen the explosiveness that we have seen in recent years, but they have been dominant up front in establishing the running game behind an offensive line that is has a mixture of seasoned veterans and some newcomers. This obviously will be the stiffest challenge of the year thus far for Dort. Dort comes in with a 2-0 record. The Northwestern Red Raiders are 1-1. Other Great Plains Athletic Conference games going on this evening, uh, this afternoon include Midland at Briarcliff. Jamestown is at Concordia. Dakota Wesleyan is at Doan. All of those are one o'clock kickoffs across the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Concordia at home against Jamestown. They're not a surprise in the league, I guess. They're 3-0, and but uh, they have yet to play Midland, Dort, Northwestern, or Morningside. So uh, those are the teams that were picked ahead of Concordia in the GPAC race. And until they play one of those, we really won't have a great gauge on where Concordia's at. Dakota Wesley and at Doan. Dakota Wesley and a team that is struggling at this point. They're 0-3. Doan is off to a 2-1 and start. And, of course, the game you're listening to and watching... Northwestern at Dort. Second year in a row, these two teams are playing in Sioux Center. Glad to have you along with me. Hope you are entertained for the next three hours or so. And we hope that we have a great game for you this afternoon. A little different look to the stadium than previous years. Normal year, this would be a a packed stadium. As it is, it is a seating-restricted stadium now and I would guess that there are about a 1,000 fans in attendance at today's contest between Northwestern and Dort combined. Dort won the opening coin toss. They elect to defer their decision to the second half, and we are just about set for football. Brett Zachman will be kicking off for the defenders, and Northwestern is set to receive. line drive kick taken at the 5-yard line out to the 10, to the 15, has a gap. To the 20, to the 25, 30. And finally dragged down is the Northwestern ball carrier. Bringing it out for Northwestern was Michael Story. 6'4", I beg your pardon, that's probably Cody Mosier. 5'10", 155-pound defensive back for the Northwestern Red Raiders. He's a little bit shorter than that 6'4". They list Michael Story at. Michael Story is a starting wide receiver for the Northwestern Red Raiders. So Northwestern with the football to start things, starting off at their own 34-yard line. Tyson Coima is the quarterback. Dort will go with the three-down lineman, and the defensive end on the near side, Colin Ostenink, is upright. Coima, pass incomplete, but we have a penalty flag on Nathan Cabongo as he held Cade Mosier. It's either going to be pass interference or a defensive holding. And the Northwestern Red Raiders right out of the chute will get a penalty call against the Dort defenders and we'll wait for the indication on what the call is. Still waiting on that official call. Defensive pass interference number 15. That is spot foul. Automatic first down. So first down for the Red Raiders. That'll be a Actually, nine-yard mark off. And it'll be first down and ten for Northwestern after the pass interference call against Nathan Cabango trying to defend Cade Mosier. So Northwestern, right out of the chute, gets that penalty call against the defenders. Tyson Coima, your quarterback. Running back, I believe, is Connor McQuillan. They hand it off to McQuillan. McQuillan tackled by Brayton ben Kickerix helping to finish him off. Was we'll Zade Nicholson. It's going to be second down and four. Second and four at the Northwestern 49 yard line. Northwestern threatening to get into Dort territory already. Coima empties the backfield. Three receivers set to the left, two to the right. Coima barking signals. Dort brings four linemen. Pass is complete to the far side to Mosher. Mosher is tackled immediately by Nathan Kabongo at the 45-yard line. That is enough for a Northwestern first down. That's a six-yard pickup on the play for the Red Raiders. First and ten for Northwestern at the 45. Tyson Coima looks to the sideline. Nathan Kabongo, your cornerback, to the far side. Grant Hickson, your corner on the near side for the defenders. Koima fakes the handoff and passes out into the flat to Michael Story. Story a completion for seven yards on the play. That'll set up second down and two, actually an eight-yard gain on the play as they mark him down at the 37-yard line. And Northwestern steadily working their way down the field. They don't have the running game that they had last year with Nathan Caligonus. But they made up with that for that with what I would call long handoffs. Six and seven and eight-yard passes. Nothing fancy for the Red Raiders. Coima's going to tuck it and try to run. Van Kekarik sl- slows him up. Looks like he's short of the first down by maybe a yard. Kabongo and Morazic on the tackle for the defenders. And it'll be third down and short. Well, I spoke too soon. I was judging by where the down marker was located in relation to the sticks. That will be a first down at the 35-yard line. So they give them a spot at the 35, first down and 10 for Northwestern. Northwestern moving from right to left, or that is from south to north here at the Open, Spar- Open Space Park Stadium. McQuillan in the backfield along with Coima. Three receivers set to the left. Also have a tight end to the left as they overload that side. Coima's going to take a shot over the top, and the pass is complete to Cade Moser. Moser with a 35-yard pass catch from Tyson Coima as Northwestern takes a shot down the field. And Cade Moser gets a step on Nathan Kabongo and catches it in the back of the end zone. And Northwestern is on the board first, set a six to nothing, pending the point after with 1242 remaining here in the first quarter of play. On to attempt the point after is Eli Stater. Stater trying to make it a seven-and-nothing ball game. So Northwestern very efficiently works its way down the field for that touchdown. Point after try is up. And Stater's point after is good. He is now three, uh, he is now nine of eleven on point after tries. And Northwestern scores first. They go up 7-0. You're listening to KTCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Back with more after this. So Northwestern works its way down the field. They score a touchdown, and now the defender offense will get an opportunity. Kicking off for Northwestern is Stater. And an end-over-end kick taken by the defenders, and that is Skibot at the 11-yard line. He's to the 15, trying to get an alley. He's to the 20, 25, and he falls forward to the 28-yard line. First and 10 for the defenders on the return by Carter Skibot, the sophomore from Orange City. And we get set for Dort's first possession on offense. Noah Clayberg brings the troops out to the field. Line of scrimmage is the 29. First and 10 for the defenders decked out in their black uniforms and black pants. Fake the handoff. Clayburgh's going to keep it himself. Running to the edge. Northwestern. And we've got a pitch. And that will fall. It's out of bounds. They're going to say that it's Dort football. And that pitch may have been forward behind the line of scrimmage. That may be ruled an incomplete pass. I believe that is the correct call on that option pitch as Clayberg actually pitched it forward. So an incomplete pass. It'll be second down and 10. Second and 10 as Northwestern plays that option. Pretty soundly that time. There were three players for Northwestern defending two for Dort. And for Dort, those aren't great numbers you your running back, is your quarterback. Skibout is behind him. Trojan is also in the backfield. Pass from Clayburg over to Heisman, incomplete, intended for Jaden Heisman, 6'6, 215 pounder from Pella. And Dort now faced with a third and ten. Third and ten for the defenders, deep in their own territory at their own twenty-nine yard line. And Clayburg will survey. Got Levi jungling to the right. Clayburg pass, complete to jungling at the 42-yard line, and that's a Dort University first down. A 12-yard, make that a 13-yard pickup for the defenders, and the defenders convert on third down and 10. First and 10 now for the defenders at their own 43-yard line. 12-14 and counting, first quarter of play. Clayburgh. Sends Hayden Large from right to left, the tight end. Clayberg's going to keep it himself, trying to get to the corner. He does. He's to the 50-45, tight rope walk. And they rule him out of bounds at the Northwestern 47-yard line. First and 10 for the defenders at the 47 after the 11-yard gain on the play by Noah Clayberg. So first and 10 for Dort. Clayberg that time, a designed quarterback sweep. He has Carter Skibot in the backfield with him. Back to pass. Throws it out to Heisman. Heisman unable to hang on to it. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be 2nd and 10. 2nd and 10. Pass incomplete to Jaden Heisman. Northwestern. Corbin Gramstead is your near side defensive end. Large and Heisman out to the near side for Dort. They hand it off to uh, to uh, Jungling. Jungling, trying to get to the corner. Picks up maybe three on the play before he's able to plant his foot and head upfield. It'll be third and seven for the defenders. Clock continues to move. So the defenders now in Northwestern territory at the 44-yard line. Third down and seven. Like to get in a position here where maybe you can well, you either pick up the first down or you pick up some yardage and have an opportunity to go for it on fourth down. Jungling in motion from left to right. Clayburg design keeper, tucks it away, and he's going to be stopped for no gain. No gain on the play. It's going to be fourth down and long, and now Northwestern has forced Dort to send the punt team onto the field, and no Clayberg will be punting. Back to return for Northwestern. That's Story, I believe. Michael Story will go deep for Northwestern. Clayburgh will punt from his own 40. The line of scrimmage, actually, the Northwestern 45. And Clayburg gets it. Hanging kick. Fair catch called for at the 13-yard line. And that is where Northwestern will start. First down and 10. Northwestern with a 7-0 lead. Change of possession. With 10.30 left to play in the first quarter, Northwestern with that 7-0 lead. Earlier today, Dort Cross Country, women's team victorious at the Barcliff invite. Dort men placed second, sandwiched by a couple of junior colleges, Iowa Western and Iowa Central. Pretty good outing by both defender teams again. They've got a little time off now before they run at the Mount Marty invite. That's the final tune-up before the Great Plains Athletic Conference Championship. Tyson Coima turns, hands, gives to the running back, McQuillan. And McQuillan cuts it back to the middle of the field, picks up eight on the play. It'll be second down and two. Second and two. Northwestern leading seven to nothing. Northwestern with it, first uh, second down and one at their own 23. Down lineman for the defenders, you've got Osten Inka on the near side. Jessup Leakey, one of your tackles. David Kakmarinski, actually they line Leakey up now at an end, Kakmarinski had a tackle. Back to pass is Koima, Koima flares it out to the near side. Short gain on the play for McQuillan, maybe picked up enough for a first down and it is enough for a first down it'll be first down and 10 for the Raiders at their own 25 yard line. First and 10 for Northwestern at their own 25 leading 7 and nothing. Northwestern taking a little more time now. And you uh, you see them maybe starting to game manage already at this point trying to keep the football away from the Doored offense. Back to passes. is Koima. Koima looks right. Now he's flushed from the pocket. He'll dart up the sideline and picks up a couple of yards on the scramble. Picks up four on the play. It'll be second and six. Second and six. Koima looks to the sideline. They need the 35 for a first down. They're just shy of the 35 with the football right now. Coima has McQuillan in the backfield with him. Back to pass is Coima, the senior from Hull. Looks out into the flat, now passes out, and the pass is incomplete. Michael Story catches it airborne and is shoved out of bounds before he can establish himself back in play. And on coverage for the defenders was Nathan Cabongo, the 6 foot 175 pound senior from Plano, Texas. It's now third and five. Third and five. Dort with a couple of fresh linemen in, checking into the game. Thomas Maycomer And Tyson Coima, three receivers to the far side, one to the near side. Back to passes, Coima. Coima has some room to run. He'll get away for a first down. He's now to the 40, to the 50, to the 45, 40, and shoved out of bounds at the 32-yard line. And that pump fake by Coima. The middle opened up, and Tyson Coima able to dart up the sideline. And now we did we have a flag come in? We do. Out of bounds uh, on the sideline. We have a flag on the play. 7 to nothing. our score, Northwestern in front. Officials conferring. We'll wait for the indication. So that flight. Something happened after Koima went out of bounds.
3: Unsportsmanlike <laughs> contact, number four on the defense. Fifteen yard penalty from Avenue run. It'll be first down. That's number four's first
4: unsportsmanlike like of the game. So Jalen Placide whistled for an unsportsmanlike conduct after the play, 15-yard penalty tacked on at the end of the play. And now Northwestern will have it first down and 10 at the 17-yard line. 8:35 and counting. First quarter of play. Northwestern in front, 7 to nothing. 7 to nothing our score. So Coima up to the line of scrimmage, McQuillan behind him. Actually have a fullback in the backfield. With them as well. handoff to McQuillan. McQuillan has a hole. Runs through to the 10-yard line before he is brought down. Tackled by Leakey for the defenders. So Jessup Leakey on the stop. It's a gain of 8 on the play, though. Northwestern chewing up some yards now. We've got it in Dort territory down to the 10-yard line. It'll be second down and 2. Second and 2. Football actually shy of the 10-yard line. Running back Logan Meyer in the game now for Northwestern. Bring Kobe Luchens in as well at a tight end. He's on the far side. Wide receiver Shane Solberg. They hand it off. And Logan Meyer, not much there. Logan Meyer, his second carry of the season. His first one went for 73 yards against Dakota Wesleyan. That's enough for a first down, though, for Northwestern as they have it down at the 7-yard line. It'll be first and goal to go for Northwestern, deep in Dort territory. 7 to nothing. our score, Northwestern in front. So far, Northwestern able to move the football at will. Helped out on this drive by unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Coima hands it off. And not much there for McQuillan. McQuillan forced out of bounds. Didn't pick up much. It'll be second down and goal. Second down and goal to go for Northwestern. Abraham staves on that stop. Clock continuing to run. 6.36 remaining. First quarter of play. Overcast day here in Sioux Center. Game time temps right around 60 degrees. Koima back to pass. Looks right. Throws towards the end zone. And the pass is caught. Touchdown to Shane Solberg. Solberg on the receiving end of that touchdown pass. From seven yards away. And Northwestern has staked themselves to a thirteen to nothing lead. Thirteen to nothing our score. Stater will now be on to attempt the point after. So Stater knocked one through the uprights earlier. Thirteen to nothing pending the point after, and the point after is good. And Northwestern has taken a 14 to nothing lead. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, KDCR 88.5.com. Back with more after this. So Northwestern marches down the field, score for the second time. Tyson Coyman to Shane Solberg. So far, Northwestern is outgained Dort 92 to 26, 58 in the air for Northwestern 34 on the ground Dort, 14 on the ground 12 in the air and the defenders right now trailing by a couple of scores in this drive, the next drive by each team, imperative that Dort get something going and Levi jungling on the kick return and jungling out to the 31 yard line And it'll be first down and 10 for the defenders at their own 31. Defenders trailing 14 to nothing, and they need a spark of some sort. So 14 to nothing, defenders trailing. Football at their own 31-yard line. Noah Clayberg is your quarterback. Charlie Young in the backfield along with Carter Skeebout. Jungling. To the near side along with Hayden Large. Ben Hubelhorst to the far side. They hand it off to Ski bout darts forward and picks up five, six yards on the play. It'll be second down and four. Second and four for the defenders. So Skeebaut on that carry. Dort trying to establish the ground game. Second down and four yards to go. Clayburg takes the snap, hands it off to Skibod, and nothing there that time for Skibod as Chase Stowe makes the tackle. Loss of a couple on the play. It's going to be third down and six. So Stowe that time able to get around his counterpart. Clayburgh facing third down and six, fakes the handoff, one man to beat. Cuts it up the field. He's got the first down. He's to the 50 into Northwestern Territory at the 49-yard line before he is brought down by Noah Van So Noah Clayburg able to on the design keeper. Gives Dort a first down. First down and 10 for the defenders. Klayberg has Skibot behind him. It's going to run option to the near side. Clayberg. Tucks it away, and he's able to find six yards as the Northwestern defense collapses on him. Northwestern, pretty good containment that time as Clayberg had nothing going to the edge, was forced back to the middle of the field where there was more defensive help. 4:38 and counting, first quarter of play, 14 to nothing our score. So second down and four yards to go. Clayburg in the shotgun. Five yards deep. Gets the snap. Hands it off to Skibout. Skibout very close to a first down. Judging by the near side linesman, that will be enough for a Dort first down. Well, not a very generous spot, evidently. So they're gonna mark him just shy. Well, shy by a yard. They're going to mark him down at the 37-yard line. Dort needs the 36 for a first down. Needs something for positive yardage here. Running to the edge is Klayberg. Gets a block. And that's Michael Sonderman throwing the block. That springs Klayberg for a first down carry from the Dort 37 to the Northwestern, uh, pardon me, from the Northwestern 37 to the Northwestern 27. So a 10-yard gain on the play. Credits Sonderman. Running back from Nampa, Idaho, throwing that block, that was able to spring Clayberg for the ten-yard gain. Fake the handoff to Sonderman, rolling right as Clayberg. Clayberg throws to the sideline, pass falls incomplete. Is under pressure from Northwestern's Parker Fryer, and that'll bring up second down. Second down and ten. And the defenders will go with the heavy lineup here. Lucas Warner checking in. Hayden Large will check out. So you got Sonderman and Warner checking in. So a personnel change. I think this is the first time we're seeing Lucas Warner in the backfield. Hubelhorst is off to the left. Handed off Sonderman. Sonderman straight ahead. Still churning. He might have a first down. Second effort gets him inside the 20 down to the 15-yard line. A 12-yard gain on the play for Sonderman. And the defenders trailing 14 to nothing, getting an offensive spark here on this drive. Anthony Trojan checks back into the game, checking out is Lucas Warner. Dort trailing 14 to nothing, three minutes remaining here in the first period. Ten seconds on the play clock. Clayburg. It's going to run option to the near side. Gets a block from Sonderman trying to get to the edge and is forced out of bounds. Picks up a couple of yards on the play. Down to the 13. And that'll bring up second down and seven. Second and seven. Dort with it at the 13-yard line of Northwestern. Dort threatening here. And Clayberg turns, hands, gives it to Skeebaut. Skibout inside the 10, down to the 6-yard line. And he stopped short of the first down by a yard. They're going to mark him at the 7. So he's short by a yard. It's going to be third down and 1. Third and 1. Skibout. Well, that's Trojan in the backfield. Now Skeebout is behind Klayberg. It's third and one at the Northwestern. Eight-yard line. Klayberg turns, hands, gives to Skeebout, bounces it outside. He's got a first down. They say the football's on the ground, though Northwestern says they have it. Dort comes up, and we're waiting to sort things out. Levi Jungling says Dort has the football. And the referee, still no indication. And the defenders will maintain possession of it. Dodging a bullet. It's a first down for the defenders inside the Northwestern 5 at the 4-yard line. First down and goal to go now at the 4. 142 left to play, first quarter. Noah Clayberg is your quarterback. Clayberg turns, fakes the handoff, pitches it over to Trojan. He's racing to the corner. Is did he get in? Touchdown defenders. Noah Van Hoff met him at the pylon, but Trojan was able to get in, and the defenders are on the board, trailing thirteen to six. Brett Zachman on to attempt the point after, with Dort trailing fourteen to six. Point after try, trying to cut the lead in half. Blade Coons is your holder. Zachman is kicking. Zachman this year, 7 of 10 on point after tries. So Coons will hold. Snap is down. Kick is up. Kick is through the uprights. And the defenders are on the board. They trail 14 to 7. So the defenders, a sustained drive. Now you need a defensive stop. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Back with more after this. A 69-yard 12-play drive, including three third-down conversions by the defenders. And Orts on the board, they trail 14-7. to 7. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. So 14 to 7. Brett Zachman kicking off. High end over end kick. That's going to be taken by Story at the 12. He's through the 15 to the 20. Cuts back from the far hash mark. And he is upended at the 42 yard line. Brett Zachman on the tackle. And it'll be first down and 10 for Northwestern. At their own 44. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. 122 left to play in the first quarter. Northwestern with their third possession. They are two for two on scoring attempts. Uh, they've had the football twice, and they've got two touchdowns to show for it already. Let's see if the Dort defense can get a stop. Northwestern's offense on the field. Coima has the running back McQuillan with him. Coima back surveying, surveying, takes a shot over the top. Pass falls incomplete. Intended for Cade Mosier. And that'll bring up second down. Second down and ten. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. Northwestern has it at their own 44-yard line. Shotgun formation. This is Coima. He looks left. Funneled back to the middle of the field, and he is tackled after a short gain on the play. Maybe picks up three or four on the play. A little misdirection. Jessup got a hand on him to trip him up, it's going to bring up third down and seven. Third and seven, under a minute to go in the first quarter, Coima empties the backfield, no, Coima has McQuillan in the backfield with him, movement on the line of scrimmage, no flags, they take a shot over the top and the pass falls incomplete. Still uh, surveying the field to see if there were any flags on the play. There were not. It'll be fourth down. So that movement we saw on the Dort side must have been they got back on side. Clock stops on the incomplete pass, and Dort will get the football back. Northwestern is forced to punt for the first time today. Jaden Snyder, redshirt freshman out of West Lyon, will be punting. This will be just his second punt of the season. Northwestern has been forced to punt just one time this year. That was in the game with Morningside. Did not punt against Dakota Wesleyan. Snyder will get away a spiraling kick. Cabongo calls for the fair catch inside the five at the three-yard line. So Cabongo lost his bearings where he was at in terms of that punt. And it'll be first and ten for Dort at their own four-yard line. Well, similar situation against Dakota Wesleyan. Dort went length of the football field in two plays. This is not Dakota Wesleyan's defense they're playing, though. It's 14-7, to Northwestern with a seven-point lead. And Dort has gone to their backup quarterback, This is Ethan Thomas. Thomas picks up a couple on the play. It'll be second down and long. Now Ethan Thomas inserted into the backup role with Tyler Reynolds in all likelihood being out for the season. From what I understand, a shoulder injury and subsequent surgery. So they are trying to get Thomas some playing time, some seasoning, if you will. Pass is complete to Hebel Horse, close to a first down on the last play of the first quarter. And that is going to bring the quarter to an end. And that will be a Dort first down. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. It'll be first and ten for the defenders when we resume play right after this. This is Dort football on KDCR. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Through one quarter of play, Northwestern 14, Dort 7. The defenders outgaining Northwestern 105-95 through one quarter of play. Dort 85 yards on the ground, 20 in the air, Northwestern 37-58. and Leading ground gainer for the defenders is Noah Clayberg, six carries for 50 yards. Connor McQuillan, four carries for 23 yards. So it'll be first and 10 for the defenders as we resume play. Defenders from deep in their own territory. And Kleyberg completes a pass over to Jungling. Jungling to the 25, 27 yard line before he is corralled. Tackle by Mo Hofer. And it'll be first down and 10 for the defenders at their own 27. Clayburg barking signals. Hands it off, I believe that's Sonderman. Sonderman may be positive yardage for a yard and that's it. It's going to be second down and nine. Second and nine. A little bit of drizzle here in Sioux Center earlier today, but really shaping up to be how you, other than you might want a little bit of sunshine, this is what you think of when you think of football weather. Cool, not a lot of wind. Clayburg fakes the handoff. He's going to run to the corner, trying to get to the edge. And he is near the first down marker. They mark him out of bounds at the 43 yard line. And the headlinesman will say, Move the sticks. First and 10 for the defenders. First and 10 for Dort at their own 38 yard line. Might have said 43. It was 38. First and 10 for the defenders, Clayburg. Mitchell Van Reagan snaps the football, handed off Sonderman, and Sonderman, boy, Northwestern flowed to the football well that time, and Parker Friars then there to knock Sonderman down. It's going to be second down and ten. So no gain on the play. So Van Reaganmortar is your center. Near side tackle. The left tackle is Alex Heussman. Walter Black's your left guard. Clayburg pulls it. Pitches now to Trojan. Trojan, four-yard gain on the play. And it's going to be third down and relatively long. Third down and six, we'll call it. It's at the 42-yard line. Just shy of the 43, it appears. And that's going to be third and five, actually. A pickup of five on the play for Trojan. Clayburg, 3rd and 5. Gets the snap, back to pass, delivers it, complete to Hevelhorst. Hilvelhorst into Dort territory, pardon me into northwestern territory at the 48. So Ben Hilvelhorst, that 6-6 frame makes the catch. Gramstead on the tackle. It's going to be first down and 10 for the defenders at the northwestern 48-yard line. So first and ten, the defenders moving the football, and this starting to shape up what we expected, which is both offenses being able to move the football. It's which defense can come up with the stops. Clayburg, Dort trailing 14-7. to Fakes the handoff, and there, nothing there for Noah Clayburg. Tackle made by Northwestern's Parker Fryer. It's from Waukee, Iowa, and it's going to be second and ten. Second and ten. Actually, a loss of one on the play for Clayberg. So second and 11. Dort with it back at the midfield stripe. Two receivers off to the right, one to the left. Clayberg fakes the handoff, has an alley. He's to the 40, to the 30. He could go 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, defenders! A 50-yard touchdown run for Noah Clayberg as he gets an alley up the right side. And now the defenders to within a point of Northwestern, trailing 14 to 13, with 11:31 left to go in the first half. So Northwestern took a 14 to nothing lead, and now the defenders fighting back and an opportunity to tie the score here. Brett Zachman, snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is through the uprights. And the rain starts to come down here in Sioux Center. And the defenders have tied the game at 14-14. 50-yard touchdown run by Noah Claiberg, And the defenders make it a new game. Back with more after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. A 10-play, 96-yard drive by the defenders. And the Dort defenders have come back from a 14-0 deficit. And they've tied it with 11:31 left to play. Here in the first half. Dort will be kicking off from right to left. Brett Zachman will be doing the honors. And Dort has allowed Northwestern pretty good field position to start each drive. Imperative that they not allow a big return here. This is Story. Story to the 15, to the 20. Forced to the outside. And he's still on his feet. And finally brought down at the 25 yard line. It'll be first and 10 for the Red Raiders at their own 25 yard line. So, Northwestern, the poorest field position of the day for Northwestern thus far. So, first and 10 for Northwestern. On that tackle for the defenders was Ashton Treshman. Treshman now playing safety for the defenders. Back to pass is Coima. Coima rolling right. Stops, plants his foot, and Morazic will force him out of bounds. No gain on the play for Tyson Coima. It'll be second down and 10. Second and 10 with our score tied 14. 14- to 14, nearing the 11-minute mark of the first half. So the defenders, that 50-yard touchdown run by Noah Clayberg. Noah now with over 100 yards rushing in the first half on nine carries. Hand off left side, Logan Meyer. Meyer's got some room to run. He's to the 40, to the 50, and he steps out of bounds just short of the 50-yard line. He steps out of bounds at the 47, does Logan Meyer. And it'll be first down and 10 for Northwestern at their own 47 before Meyer was forced out of bounds. You become so keyed in on the quarterbacks for both teams, which allows other players to break free. Poima fakes the handoff, it's gonna take a shot to the outside pass falls incomplete, intended for Cade Mosier. And that will bring up second down and ten. Placide on the coverage. Cade Mosier, 6'5, 185, has a good eight to ten inches on Jalen Placide so a bit of a mismatch physically on the outside in terms of height but that pass just a little bit too high to the outside brings up second down and ten clock stops on the incomplete pass back to pass is Koima shakes a tackler shakes another one and is brought down at midfield took a couple of hits before he finally is brought down by Josh Morosik It'll be third down and seven. So the North defense, a bit more inspired on their last two series. See if they can get another stop here. Three receivers set to the near side. Tyson Coima is your quarterback. Football is at the 50. They need the 43 for a first down. Looking to the sideline, 10 seconds on the play clock. Coima. Looking, back to pass, flush from the pocket. Colin Inc. will give chase. Now he's got the edge. He's going to take a shot over the top, and the pass is complete. First down inside the 10-yard line, Jalen Placide makes a touchdown-saving tackle on the completion to Michael Storey on the broken play, where Coima simply scrambles to the right. Storey takes off down the sideline. And Coima puts it where Story can catch it. And and the uh, Northwestern converts on third down. First down and goal to go now for Northwestern at the three. And Placide making the tackle. Otherwise, that's six for Northwestern. First and goal to go. Coima has McQuillan behind him. And now we have a timeout on the field. Timeout called before the snap of the football. That'll be their first timeout. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Dort football on KDCR. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. First and goal to go for Northwestern at the Dort three-yard line. A little bit of rain coming down. Coima barking signals. Hands it off to McQuillan. McQuillan near the goal line and stops short of the goal line by a yard. It'll be second down and goal to go. Second down and goal to go. At our next break, we'll take a look at some of the scores from around the conference if we can round those up. So second down and goal to go inside the 1 30 and counting Northwestern football 14 to 14 hour score here in the first half Northwestern going to a wildcat Drake Brazina your quarterback lining up as the wildcat a backup running back and now the head linesman with the late signal touchdown Northwestern and Northwestern takes a 20-14 lead on the carry by number 22, not even listed on our 2-D as they go to that Wildcat look. Drake Brazina, 6'2", 215 from Washington, Iowa, carrying it in to make it a 20-14 score. Eli Stater on to attempt the point after. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is Good. And Northwestern has a 21-14 lead. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Back with a kickoff right after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Scores from around the conference haven't been able to track down Midland and Briarcliff. Jamestown and Concordia tied 3-3. Three three. So 14 to nothing, I'm told. Midland leading Briarcliff. And Dakota Wesleyan leading Doan 7 to nothing. Here in Sioux Center, Dort trails Northwestern 21-14. Levi Jungling on the return. He's to the 40. He could go 50. And he's dragged down from behind at the Northwestern 40-yard line. Northwestern's Blake Anderson finally catching up with Levi Jungling as Jungling was trying to get a couple of blockers in front of him. And as he did that, Blake Anderson was able to chase him down from behind. But the defenders now with it, first down and 10 at the Northwestern 41-yard line. So the defenders back to work on offense, trailing 21-14. to We had thought this is the type of game it could develop into, and it has through at least a quarter and a half. Lucas Warner is in for the defenders. Right tackle for Dort. Comes upright. Is Parker back? First and 10 at the 41. A handoff. Trojan. Trojan. I beg your pardon, that Ski Bout. Carter Ski Bout. Three yard gain on the play to the 38 yard line. It'll be second down and seven. Give credit where credit is due. Sioux City Journals. Barry Poe helping me out on that Briar Cliff score. Seated up in the booth with me today on a Saturday afternoon. Right side, Clayberg flares it out to jungling. Jungling to the 30. And forced out of bounds after picking up. Enough for a Dort first down. That's a nine-yard pickup on the play. Jungling this season. The long passes have been fewer than they have in the past. Dort's been willing to go 9 and 10 yards down the field with Levi Jungling. That's what they did last week against Dakota Wesleyan. Clayberg pass, complete. Good hands catch that time by Ben Hubelhorst. Picks up six on the play. It'll be second down and four, and now Dort giving Northwestern a little dose of their own medicine with those short passes that are so difficult to defend. Jungling is in the slot to the near side. horse. Wide left, they send Jungling in motion. Clayberg fakes the handoff. It's going to plant. Dodges a tackler. Inside the 10. Down to the five yard line, and that's a dort. First down. That is an 18 yard gain on the play for Noah Clayberg. It'll be first and goal to go now at the five. Gramstead on the tackle. So first and goal to go for the defenders at the 5-yard line, trailing 21-14 with 6.34 remaining here in the first half. Noah Clayberg sends a man in motion. That's jungling. Hands it off. Up the middle is skee-bout. touchdown. That's a 6-yard touchdown run by Carter skee And the defenders trail 21-20. to 21-20 hour score. Brett Zachman will be on to attempt the point after. Trying to tie it up here near the midpoint of the second quarter. We're just past the midpoint, actually. Next possession for Northwestern, very important because Dort will have the opening kickoff of the second half. You start thinking in those terms, can Dort get a stop and get the football back and then have the first possession of the second half? Might be getting ahead of myself, though. Brett Zachman, point after try, is up. And Zachman splits the uprights, and we're tied 21-all. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. 5 Back with more from Sioux Center right after this. 21-21, our score, Dort and Northwestern, with 6.22 left to go in the third period. Brent Zachman will be kicking off. And Zachman kick will be taken by Story at the 3. He's to the 5, to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, has an alley. And we've got a flag on the play thrown as well, near the point of contact. 30-yard line, that flag came well back from the side judge. He was about 15 to 20 yards away from that play as the flag came spiraling in, coming to rest at the 30-yard line in front of the door, sideline. Waiting for the indication from our official. Side judge and the referee talking things over. And he's pointing at the flag as if to say that is the spot. So in all likelihood, a spot foul. So this will be a 10-yard penalty from the end of the run. And It'll be first down and 10 for Northwestern at the 21-yard line. All in all, a fairly cleanly played game up to this point. couple of penalties on each team. Northwestern, Tyson Coima brings his offensive troops onto the field. Three receivers set to the left. you got the tight end to the right. Coima dumps it over the top. Intended for McQuillen. McQuillen gets a hand on it. Dangerous play for Northwestern. Colin Osenink was closing in. Might have been able to pick that one out of the air as McQuillen deflected it. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be 2nd and 10. 2nd and 10, will Northwestern obviously plays to their strength, and that is the mobility of Tyson Coima and they will uh, play a case where Dort plays him straight up. If you pursue him, he's quick enough that he'll get around you. So you end up playing right at the line of scrimmage, basically forcing them to pass, and that time he just tried to dump it over the top and find McQuillan. and now he throws to the wide side of the field, and the pass is caught. It got deflected. It got knocked into the air, and then it was caught. Abraham Staves looked like he played it pretty well defensively, but the pass is complete to Cade Mosier. Mosier able to reel that in after Abraham Staves said. Pretty good coverage. Got his hand in there as the ball arrived. Ball was in the air and looked loose. And it somehow ends up caught for a first down for Northwestern at their own 47. 5.37 and counting. And now we have a timeout on the field. Timeout Northwestern. Uh, uh, pardon me, timeout doored, I believe. Nope, they're going to charge that to do- Northwestern. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Back with more from Open Space Park right after this. A well, lot of the timeout, Tyson Coyme able to scramble for just enough to pick up a first down. Well, no, they say he stepped out of bounds. And on first down and 10, he takes the nine that's given and then steps out of bounds. It'll be second down and one. Second and one in Dort territory. Well, if Dort could get a defensive stop here and go to the locker room, tied. Receiving the opening kickoff of the second half. Couldn't ask for much better than that. Let's see if they can carry through. Handoff, second effort, and that is McQuillan. And McQuillan was caught behind the line of scrimmage. Bounced off the tackler and then darted up the far sideline to the Dort 39-yard line. And it'll be first down and 10 for the Red Raiders at the Dort 39. Looked like Dort had the play made. And then McQuillan on the second effort just able to bounce to the sideline and races up the hash marks for a first down. Now you clock manage as well if you're Northwestern. Don't want Dort to get much time to work with it, if you can. Obviously, you get a scoring play, you're not going to complain. Coima under center, rolling right. Pass over the middle, incomplete over the outstretched hands of Fakima. The tight end. Fakima, 6'4", 245 from Blaine, Washington. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be second and ten. Second down and 10 yards to go. Northwestern. Back to the pistol for Koima. Koima back to pass. Steps up in the pocket. Pass is complete to Cade Mosher. To the 25, down to the 20 before he's brought down by Morasic So a 19-yard gain on the play on the pass and catch to Mosier. And that's in Northwestern first down with four minutes remaining in the first half. 21 to 21-hour score. Northwestern at the door, 20. So first down and 10. Coima empties the backfield. Two receivers to the near side. One split out wide to the left. It's looking over the top. Pass is incomplete. Intended for Kobe Luchens, but we're going to have a pass interference call against Dort's Ashton Treshman. Treshman matched up with the Luchens, and Treshman never turned to find where the football was at. And that'll be a first down for Northwestern. So an automatic first down as well would have been anyhow. 15-yard penalty brings it down to the 5-yard line. First and goal to go for Northwestern at the 5. Myers in the backfield with Coima. Brayton Van Kickericks creeping up to the near side from his linebacker spot. Three receivers set to the right. Got a tight end to the left. Bake the hand off. Koima keeps it himself, and there's nothing there for Tyson Koima. David Kakmarinski got a hand on him first, and then Brayton Van finished him off. It'll be second down, and goal to go from the six. 3.23 remaining, first half of play. Dort has three timeouts remaining, Northwestern has one. Koima, To the near side is Cade Mosier. Shane Solberg is to the far side. Back to pass is Coima. Coima rolling right. He's going to plant and throw into the end zone. Touchdown, Cade Mosier. Six yard pass to Mosier. Mosier in the end zone for the score. And Northwestern has a 27 to 21 lead pending the point after. So another point after try on the way for Eli Stater. And as the points pile up, point after tries become that much more important. Stater, 8 of 10 on point after tries entering play today. Snap is down. Kick is up. And the kick is through the uprights. And Northwestern has taken a 28 to 21 lead. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Back with more after this. You're listening to Dort Football. On KDCR. Northwestern will be kicking off with 2.55 left to go in the half. Let's see if the defenders can put a drive together. Short kick will be taken by Hayden Large at the 21-yard line to the 30, and that's where he's brought down. And Northwestern seen enough on the last two returns by Levi Jungling. They don't want to give him a chance for the big return. Instead, they kick a short kickoff. Hayden Large returns it to the 30. And that is where Dort will take over first down and 10 at their own 30-yard line. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. 28-21, defenders down by 7. Jungling is in motion. They hand it off to Sonderman. Sonderman not much there as he's met at the line of scrimmage. Tackle made by Northwestern's Mo Hofer. And it'll be second down, and now we've got a player shaking up. Looks like this is Sonderman shaking up on the play. So Sonderman shaken up with 2.37 left to play here in the first half. And it looks like it's the left ankle. So Sonderman will walk off of the field under his own power but doing it ever so gingerly along with athletic trainer Chris Fagerness. Chris will escort him to the sideline with 2.37 left to play. In the first half, Dort trailing 28-21, second down and eight for the defenders at their own 32-yard line. Clayberg gets the snap. Flares it out to the far side, jungling, jungling. 37-yard line, and we've got a flag on the play as well thrown at the 38-yard line. So flag on the play. Original line of scrimmage was the 32. So it'll be second down, so no foul on the play, no fraction on the play. It's third down and three. Third and three with 2.21 remaining. Well, if you're Dort, you obviously don't want to give the football back to Northwestern in this situation. Third down and three, back to pass. Clayberg, Clayberg, pass complete to Raphael Carr. And Raphael Carr with a first down. That's a four-yard gain on the play for Rafi. Had a big touchdown catch last week against Dakota Wesleyan. Now comes up with a first down gaining catch. They needed four. He got them five. Rolling right is Clayberg. as Dort goes hurry up. Pass to the far side. It complete to Jungling. Jungling steps out of bounds. And with 152 remaining in the half, Dort now in Northwestern territory at the 48-yard line. First and ten for the defenders. Clayberg. Fakes the handoff, drops back to pass, takes a shot over the top, and the pass falls incomplete. No in Jungling and Jake Linott tangled up that time on the far side. Neither had a good shot at it as Kleberg overshoots Jungling. It's second down and 10. forty seven remaining first half. Dort does have three timeouts remaining. Pass complete to Heuvelhorst. Heuvelhorst makes the catch. Short gain on the play. It's going to be third down and seven. Third and seven. So third down and seven for the defenders. Clayberg two receivers to the right, one to the left. That's Heuvelhorst to the near side. Kleberg's going to run option. Plants his foot. And we've got a flag on the play at the 39-yard line. It's going to be short of the first down by less than a yard, it appears. Flag also thrown right at where Kleberg was tackled. And will this be a holding penalty? Dort's defense, our offense. The body language I'm seeing is that that's going to be an Penalty against the offense.
2: Block
1: <laughs> all the way. Saw the offense
2: number seventy. Ten yard penalty. Previous spot. Repeat. Third down.
4: So third down and long for the defenders line of scrimmage will be back to the 41 so a 15 yard penalty from the line of scrimmage now you can't take the down away as well I don't believe So it will be third down and long at the 41-yard line. The defenders backed up into their own territory. Back to pass. Clayberg flush from the pocket. And Noah Clayberg. About a nine-yard gain on the play. It's going to be fourth down. Under a minute to go. So, fourth down and long, and Dort will let the clock run. Dort will punt. Story will be back inside the 10. And Dort can take this down to 18 seconds. And Dort will actually take the penalty, a delay of game penalty, I believe. So that will be a five-yard penalty. Clayburg will be punting. Dort trailing 28-21. Northwestern has one timeout to work with. So on fourth down, line of scrimmage is the Dort 42-yard line. And Clayburg puts his foot into it. Story takes it at the 13-yard line to the 20, to the 25. And he's forced out of bounds near the 30-yard line. And with six seconds left to go, Northwestern will have time to run one, maybe two plays. Northwestern with it at their own 29-yard line. In all likelihood, the last play of the first half. George Safeties, Treshman and Nicholson back deep, and Northwestern won't even take a shot down the field. They'll take a knee, and that's the end of the first half. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. We've played one half of football. Northwestern leads it by seven. Let's take a break, and coming up, At halftime, we'll have our Where Are They Now segment. And all that comes up right after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR.
1: Hello and welcome to this throwback edition of Where Are They Now? Here on KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. Where They Now is made possible on KDCR by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member providing property protection to northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886, trust in tomorrow. Our guest today on this throwback edition of Where They Now is a former Dort University tailback. He had an incredibly successful career rushing the football as well as in terms of his total rushing attempts in program history. He's a 2016 graduate from Dort Our featured guest for this throwback edition of Where They Now is Loken Vandevecht. Taking it back to before you first stepped on campus as a student at Dort, a lot of people know your background, but for those who don't, where did you grow up and how were you first introduced to Dort?
5: Yeah, I mean, I grew up in Orange City, so I was right in the neighborhood. You know, I'm very familiar with Dort, definitely had a lot of exposure there. And so it was almost expected, you you know, if you go to Unity Christian High School, you know, a lot of times you end up at Dort or you at least check out Dort. So I definitely had a lot of, you know, teachers and mentors and people who spoke highly of Dort when I, uh, you know, looked at going to different schools and exploring my options. You know, the football program really was kind of part of that first spark of interest for me. You know, why go to Dort? For me, at the time, I was looking to be an athlete and looking to play football. So that kind of, you know, was my first maybe interest there. You know, local kids looked at going to different schools, you know, getting away a little bit, trying out some different schools, trying out maybe bigger schools or state schools, things like that but just end up, you know, stick around home and going to school close by really end up being the good fit for me.
1: You mentioned your interest in athletics. We'll get to that in a second. But on the academic side, you end up studying engineering, computer engineering at to What interested you about that area of study?
5: Yeah. So, you know, everybody kind of has that time in high school and they're looking at what they want to study and where they want to, you know, at that point, you got a lot of pressure on, well, this is kind of what you study here might end up where you go in life, you know, what you end up doing for the rest of your life. So, now, you have all that pressure, but for me, it was, you know, I really knew I was interested in computers. I was interested in, you know, technology-type things, and, you know, I kind of like engineering kind of side of things and just, you know, developing products or developing different things. So, I just kind of had all this interest of, you know, computers and technology and, you know, doing things, you know, with my hands and stuff. So, that's kind of what led me to, I guess I should throw programming in there, too. You know, that's kind of what led me to uh, computer engineering at Dordt. was just... I guess all those different things that I knew I kind of liked, and I just wanted to learn more about them and kind of get a more of a feel of what that really meant. So when I went on my visit, I met with some of the professors, and that kind of, for me, really solidified kind of what I was thinking. You know, yeah, this is what I want to study. You know, I'm going to be challenged. I'm going to be in athletics. I'm going to be, you know, doing all these different things. So it's going to be a challenge, but, yeah, and I guess that's kind of what led me to study computer engineering.
1: And you ended up, you were an athlete at Dort. A lot of people tie you to football, and your time as a Doord Defender with that program When did football become a passion of yours and something that you kind of wanted to pursue at a higher level?
5: You know, I always loved football growing up. I always watched football at home with my family. We'd watch football on Sunday and do different things like that. I always played football in the backyard with neighbor kids and friends growing up. You know, it was always a love of mine, so that was kind of always there. But really, you know, as far as contact sports, contact football, you know, I didn't really play any tackle football until high school came around. Um, You know, Unity had just recently gotten football, and so I was one of the earlier seasons of that program. As I went through high school, I realized, you know, I really love this sport. It's fun to play. It's fun to get out there and, you know, hit people and just do you know, all the things that football's about. And it turned out that I, you know, was, wasn't was too bad at it. So I really uh, thought, hey, I could maybe play at a higher level. And to be honest, I mentioned, you know, my kind of journey looking for schools. You know, I've kind of had that outlook of a lot of high school seniors where it's like, yeah, you know, I could probably play Division one football. You know, I'm pretty good, you know. So I kind of had a little bit of that mindset, too, you know, kind of how to balance that and, you know, where do I actually fit in my talent level and all that. So, Plus, you can get a scholarship money for it, too, while you're playing, while you're in school. And that's kind of what led me to play football at Dort.
1: Well, obviously, you did have at least some talent, a top five all time running back in Dort football history and rushing yardage and attempts. Did you ever think you'd be kind of that workhorse back with that kind of production at Dort?
5: It's hard to kind of know where you'll fit in, especially with a, you know a new coach coming in my freshman year. You know, what the offense is going to look like. Yeah, what's going to be my role? Will I be good enough? Am I big enough? You know, all these different things you kind of consider and question and I guess you know I kind of had a similar role in high school and playing football you know I was kind of like you said like a workhorse back you know do a lot of the the grinding in between the tackles and all that stuff so yeah I I guess I really didn't know for sure if that would translate into college but as I kind of developed I had some some running backs that that went before me that I kind of watched as a freshman and a sophomore and kind of saw how they did things and how the offense fit with that position and uh, you know it kind of just came about that a lot of the plays I was running up the middle and, and getting hit whether I had the ball or not you know or grinding out you know five ten yard chunks at a time and just kind of you know working that offense that triple option offense that we were running at the time definitely fit into that role pretty well you know it was something i enjoyed like i said i I loved getting hit out there you know it was fun when you didn't have the ball and somebody else thought you did or if you did have the ball and they didn't realize it and there you are running up the middle for 10 yards
1: you graduated from jordan the spring of 2016 when you think back to those years as a student as an athlete what sticks out to you the most
5: you know, being over three years out of school, you really start to realize the relationships and all the cool things you had going for you when you're in college. And you're surrounded by a bunch of guys playing football and you're surrounded by, you know, a lot of smart minds in, in your classes and the relationships you build with your professors and your guys in the dorms and stuff. All that stuff now for me really sticks out because, you know, it's, it's a lot different, you know, when you're post-college, you know, you're working, you're just doing different things in life. And so kind of looking back, you know, definitely those things that I mentioned, just those relationships and being around people and being around everybody who is, they're there for education, to enjoy playing the sport they love and to grow in their relationship with God. And so it's just cool to be surrounded by people like that.
1: After graduating, you ended up joining Musco Sports Lighting out in Oskaloosa. Can you explain to me a little bit of what you do as your controls applications engineer? What does that kind of mean? And how have you enjoyed kind of that time with Musco Sports Lighting?
5: I work at Moscow, you know, so we do sports lighting, large stadiums and small stadiums. Some listeners might know this, but we replace the lights, you know, at Open Space Park there for the football field. Actually, my first year at the company, so That was kind of cool. So that's the kind of industry we're in, just, you know, sports stadiums, small and large. And my role as a controls engineer, you know, a lot of what I'm doing is a lot of the electrical side of things, the electrical system behind the lights, you know, how those lights turn on and off, how we can do at some of our larger venues, how we can do like dimming and, you know, flashing light shows, different things like that to kind of create that game day atmosphere you know you maybe see some of the videos of like you know alabama and some of these large stadiums that we've got some lights at now that are doing some cool things on on television and stuff so you know it's a great company to work for everybody in town you know it's kind of the cool company in town that everybody uh, kind of knows about so it's definitely a, a blessing to be working for that company and really doing something i love you know I, I tell my wife i go to work every day you know loving what i do i go on a monday and i think yeah you know can't wait to get back at what i was working on last week or something so definitely uh, fits well kind of with what i studied in school and you really just kind of what I enjoy to do. And I get to do some programming, like I said, and I get to do on electrical stuff and work with my hands and do some cool traveling, too. You know, I get to do some fun traveling and go different places in the country and go to some cool larger stadiums and venues, too.
1: All right, work aside, what's maybe one or two of some of the major personal highlights you've been able to enjoy and experience since graduating from Dort?
5: My wife and I were in Oscaloosa, so we are, you know, four, four and a half hours away from Sioux County from our family. So it has been challenging. It has been rewarding, you know, kind of being off on our own, doing our own thing, and you know, being away, and but still being close where we can still visit family and see family. So that's a great thing, I think, for the two of us and just for our marriage and for even our uh, relationship with the Lord. You know, we've we've gotten connected with a really good church in Pella nearby, which has been really cool getting connected with some young people and just a small group and things like that. So that's been great for our relationship there too, and just. And even being in the Pella community and being around other Dort folks and stuff, it's been really cool to kind of have that community away from home.
1: The role of athletics changes throughout our lives. What's the role of athletics in your life today?
5: For me, athletics is still present. It's still like to enjoy watching football and watching different sports on, on TV and stuff. So it definitely has changed. You're not going to practice every day and you're not playing in football games and playing the sports actively like you used to. And, you know, at the time, I kind of once thought, you know, what's that going to be like? You know, how am I going to survive without football, right? But uh, it's interesting how that kind of turns as you graduate and you get older and you, you know, you don't really have that same longing you had to play. I mean, you still miss it. You still loved it when you did. But just how, how that changed a little bit, it, it really makes you appreciate that time you had. And, like I kind of mentioned that with the relationships and stuff. Same way with football, you know, you miss those relationships. You miss that time playing but you really uh value those relationships and you value the coaches you had and then the time that they invested in you and just uh, kind of makes you look back and just appreciate those things it's cool how that evolves you know you go from being a kid and loving the sport and then you can play the sport at a high level and then you grow up and one day hope your, your kids play and get involved in athletics and you can kind of cheer them on so you know i'm kind of in that middle stage right now where it's kind of just you know hanging out watch watch what's on tv and kind of think back to, to the good old days
1: well, Logan, that's awesome to hear. That's all I have for you, man. I appreciate you taking some time to chat with me.
5: Absolutely. You bet, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me. I appreciate all you do. And yeah, go Defenders.
1: Once again, a big thanks to Loken Vandevecht for being our featured guest on this throwback edition of Where Are They Now? Where Are They Now? is made possible on KDCR by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hall, Lake Mutual Member, providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886. Trust in Tomorrow. That'll do it for this throwback edition of Where Are They Now? We have more Dort University football coming up here on KDCR. We'll get back to Mike Biker after this quick break.
4: 28-21. Northwestern leads Dort at halftime. Just about set for the start of the second half. First half numbers, Dort out gains, Northwestern 263 to 234. Dort 182 yards passing. I beg your pardon, Dort 182 yards rushing, 81 yards passing. Northwestern 157 in the air, 77 on the ground. Northwestern, Tyson Coyman 9 of 16 passing, 157 yards and Three touchdowns, four of his completions to Cade Mosier for 66 yards. Michael Story, two catches for 56 yards. Josh Fackham, one catch for 26 yards. For the defenders, Noah Clayberg 11 carries, 131 yards. Carter Skeebout, 7 for 23. Clayberg 9 of 14 passing for 73 yards. Ethan Thomas, 1 for 1 passing for 8 yards. Levi Jungling and Ben Hubelhorst, four catches each for 39 and 26 yards respectively. Nathan Cabango, three solos, three assisted stops. Parker Fryer for Northwestern, five and two. We are set for the second half. Northwestern kicking off. Short kick taken at the 27-yard line by Large to the 30, to the 35. And Hayden Large brought down at the 37-yard line. And that is where Dort will start. First down and 10. So Northwestern scored the first two touchdowns of the game. Dort then answered with 2, and then the teams were tied again at 21 as they exchanged touchdowns, and Northwestern gets a score and a stop to end the half, and that's where we're at as we start the second half of play. Dort trailing 28-21, defenders with the football, Michael Sonderman shaken up in the first half. He's trying to get loose on the sideline. Clayburg trying to get to the edge, He's to the 40. Second effort gets him to the 43 yard line on the far sideline. That will give him a six yard pickup on the play. It'll be second and four. Second and four at the Dort 44 yard line. Clayberg has Warner in the backfield along with Ski Man in motion is Carr. Handoff to Ski Bout. Needed four, he got three. It'll be third down and one. Third and one. So Dort faced with a third down conversion attempt here. Near the midfield stripe. Clayberg keeps it himself, trying to get to the edge. And he got enough for a first down. Got a block from Carter Skibout. out. shaking shaken up on the play though. and Noah Clayberg slowly getting to his feet and Chris Fagerness off of the sideline to talk to the Dort starting quarterback and Noah Clayberg is going to limp to the sideline Looks like he's favoring his left leg means Ethan Thomas will come in Ethan Thomas, the backup quarterback. He played in the first half. And Noah Kleberg will be checked out on the sideline. Give him a little time. We'll try to watch that development as well. Ethan Thomas, back to pass. Throws complete to Jungling. Jungling picks up five or six yards on the play. It'll be second down. So second down and five. Looks like it might be the ankle that they'll be looking at on Noah Clayberg. Second and five for Ethan Thomas, sophomore from Fort Worth, Texas. Thomas fakes the pitch, keeps it himself. He's to the 40-yard line. That's a gain of seven on the play for the sophomore. Well, So far, Ethan Thomas doesn't look like the moment is too large for the backup quarterback. He was the third stringer entering the season. Tyler Reynolds got hurt. Now Noah Clayberg on the sideline. Thomas, pass complete over the middle. That's a nine-yard pickup on the play to Hayden Large. It'll be second and one. Second and one. So Thomas directing traffic at the line of scrimmage. Has skee behind him. Thomas, back to pass, he's going to take a shot to the end zone, intended for jungling, incomplete, it'll be third down. Coverage by Jake Linott, brings up third down and one with 12.38 left to play. Here in the third quarter, Dort trailing 28-21. A little bit of a surprise here. Dakota Wesleyan leading Doan 14-13 to 13 in GPAC play. And they give it to Jungling. Jungling around the, to the 30. And he picks up enough for a first down. So a five-yard gain on the play for Jungling. And the defenders... Have it first down and 10. Short of the 25, they're going to mark him out of bounds at the 27-yard line. Horst, and Carr are on the near side. Large and Heisman are to the far side. Thomas is your quarterback. Pass complete to Horst, And not much there. Maybe a one-yard gain on the play. Offensive line for the defenders to start the second half. You've got Mitchell Van Riggenmortar as your center. Walter Black, Alex Heisman on the left side of the line. Right side of the line includes Carter Baldwin and Patrick Tobar. Second down and nine. Thomas. Rolling right. He's going to run. Design keeper gets to the edge, turns the corner, and picks up a Dort. First down. Ethan Thomas. Able to get to the corner and turn the uh, turns the corner and gets on the edge. That's another Dort first down to the 16-yard line. Well, they continue to work on Noah Clayberg on the sideline. Looks like they might retape that left ankle. Ethan Thomas hands it off to Skeebout. Picks up maybe one on the play. Down to the 15-yard line. Dort trailing by a score. Thomas started the year actually way back when listed as a wide receiver. During preseason practice, though, moved to quarterback. Thomas. He's got it on the left side. Gets a block. That was Skeba who threw a block for him. And that's at least a 5-yard gain on the play. Inside the 10, down to the 9-yard line. It's going to be short by a couple of yards. It'll be 3rd down and 2. 3rd and 2. Trojan back in the game for Dort. Going to run option with Thomas. Thomas picks up enough for a Dort first down. Picks up four on the play, and the offensive line for the defenders starting to lean on the north, on the Northwestern defensive line, and even when it didn't look like much of a gainer, that ends up being about a four-yard pickup on the play. It'll be first and goal to go for the defenders at the Northwestern five-yard line. Now it's when it gets bunched up. Let's see if the defenders can punch it in. Thomas sheds a tackler inside the five, leaps for the pylon, forced out of bounds. It'll be second down and goal to go. Ethan Thomas, 5'10", 195, Fort Worth, Texas. Played a little bit last week. Had a touchdown pass to Hayden Large in the first half of last week's play. 9.40 left to play. Play clock at 15. Bring Jungling to the near side. Second and goal to go from the two. Thomas gets the snap. Trying to weave his way forward, and there's nothing there that time. Gets back to the line of scrimmage, and that's it. It'll be third down and goal to go. Third down and goal to go. And here's where Dort needs to punch it in. Have the opportunity to tie a game up. Thomas talking to his offensive line. Three receivers to the right. One to the left. That's Huvelhorst. Jungling is on the far side. You've got large and Skibout. Empty backfield for the defenders. Nine seconds on the play clock. Now eight. Five. Thomas backs up. Three. They snap it. Pass in the flat. Intended for Skibout. bout Incomplete. And it'll be decision time for the defenders. On 4th down. 4th down and goal to go at the 3. Haven't seen any movement yet on the Dort sideline. It appears the defenders will go for it. 4th down and goal to go at the 3. After the pass falls incomplete intended for Skibout in the flat. and holding, third quarter of play, Dort down a touchdown. And now we will have a timeout on the field. Timeout charge to the Dort defenders. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Dort football on KDCR. 28 21 the defenders trailing by 7. Dort uses a timeout. Didn't use one in the first half. Ethan Thomas trying to engineer a scoring drive. Man in motion is Carr. Fourth and goal to go at the three. Thomas pitches. Over to Carr. Carr is going to have trouble. Second effort. Did he get there? No, he did not. Northwestern will take over on Downs. As Raphael Carr has stopped at the one-yard line, Northwestern's defense comes up with a stop, and now Dort will have to do the same. 8.33 left to go in the third quarter on the change of possession. So Northwestern will take over first down and 10 at their own two-yard line. And the Northwestern defense comes up with a stop to start the second half. That was Dort's first possession of the second half. They take six and a half minutes off of the clock. And what they have to show for it is yardage, but no score. And now Coima in his own end zone. He'll take the snap. Fakes the handoff. Pass over the middle is complete. Out to the 20-yard line. Pass completed to Cade Mosier. Mosher, 6'5", target. Gives Northwestern some room to work with a 19-yard pickup on the play. It'll be first and 10 at the 20. 8-15 and counting, third quarter. Dort still trailing 28-21, Northwestern with a football back. Coima has his running back, McQuillan, in the backfield with him. Mosher is in the slot. Back to pass is Coima. Coima looking. Flush from the pocket. Chased by Colin Ostenek and steps out of bounds in front of the pressure by Jake Buechelman. It'll be second down. So a loss on the play. Colin Ostenek, Tyson Coima's old high school teammate, giving chase. It'll be second down and 13 after a loss of three on the play. Coima empties the backfield. Three receivers to the right, two to the left. A little bit of movement by the Dort defense. They get back on their side of the line of scrimmage. Second down and 13. Coima surveying. Gets the snap. Back to pass. Steps up. Throws over the top. And the pass is complete to midfield. And dragged down at midfield is Shane Solberg. Coverage by Abraham Staves. And Northwestern converts on second down and long. They now have it at midfield, and they've moved 48 yards on three plays. This Northwestern offense, as potent as we expected. Seven minutes left to go in the third. Back to pass is Coima. Coima pressured. Gets away from the pressure. He's to the 40, 35-30. Gets a block, 20. He's to the 10 To the 5 and dragged down inside the 5 by Brayton Van kickerix So a 47-yard gain on the play for Tyson Coima. And that will set up first down and goal to go for Northwestern at the Dort 3. So Northwestern threatening to retake a 2-score lead. Koima has McQuillan in the backfield with him. Also has a fullback. Fakes the handoff to McQuillan. He's going to throw it to the end zone. Touchdown, Shane Solberg. A three-yard touchdown pass from Koima to Solberg. And Northwestern has taken a 34-21 lead. 34-21 pending the point after. As Northwestern marches, 98 yards. Combination of a couple of substantial pass completions. And a 47-yard run by Tyson Coima. And Northwestern has a two-score lead. They're up 35-21. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Back with a kickoff right after this. well, the last time Northwestern took a two-score lead, the defenders had an answer and began a rally. Eventually tied it. Well, they're faced with a similar situation now. They trail by a couple of the scores. And the Raiders... With an end-over-end kick taken by Jungling at the 10, to the 15, to the 20, hesitates, bumps into a blocker, and brings it out to the 25, and that is where the defenders will take over first down and 10. So Northwestern takes over first down and 10 at the 25-yard line. So first down and 10 at the 25. Noah Clayberg back in at quarterback after getting that left ankle taped up again. We'll see how effective he is. Clayberg turns, hands, gives to Sonderman. Sonderman back in the ball game. And after the first half, I was, did not think it was likely that we would see Michael Sonderman again. So five yard pickup on the play, it's second and five. Second and five. Five forty left to play. Third quarter of action. Dort down a couple of scores. Rolling right as Klayberg. Klayberg on the run. Pass completed to Jungling. Jungling to the forty yard line. That's a first down for the defenders at the forty one. So, Dort with a football at their own 41 yard line. First down and 10 after the conversion. Huvelhorst to the near side. Klayberg gets the snap from Van Riegenmorder. Clayberg's going to run option. Now stops, pass over the top. Incomplete in and out of the hands of Ben Huvelhorst. So, Huvelhorst unable to bring it in. A little bit of contact between he and Linut. That'll bring up second down and 10. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. 35-21 Raiders. Clayberg keeps it. He goes four yards. It's now second down and six. Northwestern has now gained 328 yards total offense, doored at 332 So it's been a game obviously dominated by the offense, and uh, we talked about that before the game. Might come down to which team's defense can make a stop or two at critical times. No timeout on the field, and the defenders want to talk things over. So the defenders down by two scores, facing third down and six at their own 45-yard line. We'll use their second timeout. You're listening the KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Back with third down conversion try right after this. Third down and six for the defenders. Critical play here. Defenders trailing by a couple of scores, and uh, you cannot afford to fall behind any further than they already have. Otherwise, I think Northwestern's offense much, uh, might just start uh, to grind it out, shorten up the game. That's what they did last year. Clayberg pass completed to, to Jungling. Jungling to the 35, down to the 30-yard line. And that's a defender first down. Doord able to get away from Jalen Gramstead on the far side. Gramstead finally able to bring Jungling down at the 30. So that's a 24-yard gain on the play. First down and 10 for the defenders at the 30-yard line. Dort trailing 35-21. to Sonderman, no. Keeping it is Clayberg. Pass over the middle. Complete to Jungling. Jungling down to the 15-yard line. That's a 15-yard gain on the play from Clayberg to Jungling. 4-13 left to play in the third period. First and 10 for the defenders at the 15-yard line. Trojan and Sonderman in the backfield. Pass is incomplete, intended for Ben Huvelhorst. Noah Van Hoff knocks it loose as Huvelhorst tries to bring it in. It'll be second down and 10 at the 16. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. Eli Bolden in the ball game, sophomore from Harlan. He'll go to the far side of the field for the defenders. Clayberg, rolling right, drifting, throws far side, incomplete. Levi jungling, trying to keep his feet in bounds, and Linaut the cornerback for Northwestern. On the coverage. It's now third down and 10. Third down and 10. Clayburg gets the snap, fakes the handoff, rolls right, being pursued, throws to the sideline, incomplete, and it'll be fourth down and 10. Fourth down and 10 at the 15. And the defenders are going to kick a field goal. This will be a 32-yard field goal attempt by Brett Zachman. Well within his range. Holder is Blade Coons. Zachman has attempted just one field goal so far this season. Trying to bring this down to an 11-point difference. Snap is down. Kick is up. And the kick from the left hash mark is good. And the defenders cut into the lead. It's 35-24. to 35-24, you're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Back with Dort's kickoff right after this. The defenders get some points. They trail 35-24 on the 32-yard field goal by Brent Zachman. And now the defenders an onside kick attempt, and Northwestern recovers at the 46. One player stayed home, and that was the who ended up with a football. Looked like everyone else was retreating for Northwestern except for that lone player. Right in the middle of the field. And he's able to field it cleanly and maintain the possession. For Northwestern that was Blake Anderson special teams play for Northwestern and the defenders down by 11 Northwestern has the football with 337 left to play in the third period back to pass Coima Coima takes a shot to the near side pass is complete to McQuillan out of the backfield he's inside the 15 down to the 12 it'll be first and 10 for the Raiders at the Dort 12-yard line. So Connor McQuillan streaking up the near sideline, upended at the 12-yard line, and now Northwestern still with a two-score lead trying to build on it. Dort needs a stop here. Tyson Coima has McQuillan behind him. Cade Mosier's on the far side of the field. Keep an eye on him. They hand it off to McQuillan, and McQuillan is met immediately by Brayton Van Kickerix, the sophomore from Rock Valley. It'll be second down and long. Second and 14. So second and 14 on the way. After the loss of four for McQuillan. I think Logan Meyer just checked in for Northwestern. North's defense. Putting in a tough spot here. Back to pass is Coima. Koima throws for the end zone. Story over the shoulder catch. Touchdown. Story on the receiving end of the pass from Koima. And Michael Story, 6'4", 180-pounder from Spencer. Reels it in. And Northwestern now has a 41-24 lead, pending the point after. Point after try on the way for Eli Stater. Stater is 5-5 five of five on point after so far. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is through the uprights. And Northwestern has a 42-24 lead. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. 221 left to go here in the third period. Back with more after this. 42-24, to Northwestern in front. Late in the third quarter. Northwestern has outscored Dort 14-3 in this period. And kicking off will be Eli Stater. Well, the defenders, no more room for error. Very simply, they've not uh, been able to stop Northwestern's uh, offense, I should say, consistently. Taken by Jungling at the 25 to the 30. Flag on the play. And everybody saw the infraction. And now another flag. At the 32-yard line, so this is going to be multiple penalties, I believe. We had a couple of, we had three flags thrown, and then the hat comes in late. That was thrown by the linesman. Referees consulting. In all likelihood, I'm guessing there was a hold. <laughs> and we've got five officials involved in this conference. We have two fouls on return, both on door. During the turn holding number twenty seven. After the play was over, dead ball. Personal foul, number two. Both fouls will be enforced. First to 10, Gordon. So Eli Bolden has called for a hold. That's at the 32, so they'll bring it back to the 22. And there are the 23, so from the 33 to the 23. And then you have a personal foul penalty against Brian O'Neill. and anyway you cut it dort's going to be starting deep in their own territory so rather than at their own 33 yard line they will be starting this one at their own 8 i believe if my math is correct doesn't appear it is i'd like to apologize to my grade school teachers must not have Able to get the addition and subtraction correctly. They're going to start at their 12. First down and 10 for the defenders at their own 12-yard line. Clayberg, No, they've got a... Dort needs to engineer a scoring drive. Pass over the middle is complete. That's complete to Lucas Warner. So Warner on the receiving end of that pass from Clayberg, The old high school teammates hooking up for that 15-yard gain. It'll be 1st and 10 for the defenders now at their own 27. 42-24 Northwestern. Clayberg looks over his shoulder. Says something to Skibout. Now gets the snap. Back to pass. Looking down the field. Pass for jungling. And we've got a pass interference. That'll be coming. As Jungling got tangled up with Jaden Snyder. Snyder. And I believe this one's going to be a penalty against the defense. So, a 15 yard penalty against Northwestern and the redshirt freshman Jaden Snyder. It'll be first and 10 for the defenders at their own 42 First and 10 for the defenders at their own 42, 45 145 left to play in this third quarter. Clayberg back to pass, completion over to Jungling, Jungling, 5 yards after the catch. To midfield. First down and uh, Dort now facing second down and two, so a gain of eight on the play. Jaden Snyder on the tackle. It's second and two. Second down and two. Clayberg keeps it himself, racing to the edge, turns the corner. He's to the 40, 35 30, stops, cuts back, 20, 15, 10, 5, and dragged down at the five yard line. So Noah Claiborne able to change directions. And with 119 remaining, and now we've got a flag on the play. Flag comes in well after the play. And it looks like it's going to be an unsportsmanlike conduct. So that penalty will be against Northwestern's Brett Mosier. It'll be a Dort first down. First down and 10 for the defenders at the five. One sixteen remaining, third quarter. Dort down 42 24, trying to cut into the lead. Handoff up the middle, touchdown defenders. Carter Skeebout tumbles into the end zone, and the defenders are on the board again. They trail now 42 to 30 with 107 left to play in the third quarter. Dort's going to go for two here. So Dort will go for two with 107 remaining in the third, trailing by 12. They can get it down to a 10 point difference with a two point conversion. Checking of the personnel, we've got Trojan at running back. Got Warner, your fullback. Hueville, Horst, and Large. Large is lining up in the slot, actually. Clayburg, the quarterback. Noah, on the right side. Stops, caught behind the line of scrimmage, and he's not going to make it in. So it remains a 12-point ball game. Northwestern 42, Dort 30. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Back with more after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. Story on the return for Northwestern, and now we've got another flag. Things are getting chippy. 59 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Flag on the far sideline. Came in at the end of the play. so another conference with the officials and that's been also stopping the flow of this contest is each penalty it seems requiring a officials conference nothing is speedy about this 4230 dort trailing by 12 So that'll be a 15-yard penalty. The late hit, they say, against Colton Vanderburg for Dort on special teams. It'll be first and 10 for the Raiders at their own 45-yard line. So Northwestern takes over. First down and 10 at their own 45. Tyson Coima with the offense on the field. Coima back to pass. In trouble, and he has brought down quarterback sack for Jake Buechelman. Jake Buechelman on the quarterback sack. That's a loss of six on the play. It'll be second and 16. Football at the 39-yard line. Still a lot of football to be played. Need some defensive stops, though, if you're Dort. Second down and 16 with under 30 seconds remaining in the period. Ten seconds on the play clock. So Northwestern will run one more play. Koima, back to pass. Flush from the pocket, rolling left. Pass is incomplete. And that will bring up third down. Third and 17, pass was underthrown intended for Shane Solberg. And now with the third down and 17, Dort with a chance on defense to get off the field. 11 seconds left to go here in the third period. Clock will not start until the snap of the football. So Koima, awaiting the snap, sends a man in motion, fakes the handoff. Steps up in the pocket, throws over the top, and the pass is incomplete intended for Michael Storey. Pass is incomplete. It'll be fourth down with five seconds remaining in the quarter. So the Dort defense gets a stop. Buoyed by the quarterback sack by Jake Buechelman. And now Northwestern will have it. Fourth down, and they'll be punting with Jaden Snyder punting. Nathan Kabongo at the 20-yard line, waiting to receive the kick. Line of scrimmage is the 39. Hand over end kick. Kabongo lets it bounce. It goes out of bounds near the 20-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for the defenders as we start the fourth quarter of play. That was the last play of the third quarter. Dort will have it first down and 10 at their own 16 when we resume play. Dort trailing 42 Two thirty. Back with more after this. Well, we swap sides of the field. It'll be Dort with a football at their own 16 after the punt by Snyder. And Snyder. What was that, an 11, 45-yard punt for Snyder. Dort takes over 1st and 10 at their own 16. Pass over the middle to Large, complete to the tight end. And Hayden Large on the receiving end of that 10-yard completion. It'll be 1st down for the defenders. Well, they signaled 1st down, but they haven't moved the yard marker yet. And now they will through three quarters of play. Well, I don't have the numbers for through three quarters of play. We'll get those in a little bit. Pass intended for jungling. Jungling pass incomplete. Jake Linott on the coverage. It'll be second down and ten. Second and ten. The numbers... The defenders 451 yards total offense. Northwestern with 372 through three quarters of play. Dort trailing 42 to 30. Dort down two scores. Handoff, off Sonderman. Sonderman second effort. Maybe picks up four on the play. It'll be third down. Third down and six for the defenders at their own 31-yard line. Running behind the right side of the line that time, Tovar. And Carter Baldwin. So third down, and a long six here. Clayberg, it's a snap, rolls right, plants, throws. Pass is incomplete, intended for jungling and Dort's coaching staff wants a holding penalty. They felt it was defensive holding on the play. And now Dort will be punting. Story will be back at his own 20-yard line. So first down, and uh, no, no, fourth down and six. Noah Clayberg will be punting. Line of scrimmage is the 30. Clayburg, a line drive taken by Story at the 25 to the 30 to the 35-40. He's to midfield, is Story, and he could go, and he's dragged down from behind at the 31-yard line. Making the tackle for the defenders. It's number 42, Bryce Christian. And it'll be first down and 10 for Northwestern in Dort territory at the 32-yard line. And a score here for Northwestern makes it awfully difficult. We'll see if Dort has another stop in them defensively. They were helped on the last series, getting a stop with a quarterback sack. Koima sends a man in motion, keeps it himself and he fumbles it. It's taken away by the defenders and Brayton Van Kikerichs. So Dort gets the fumble. As Tyson Coyma faked the handoff, ventured into the middle of the line, the ball came loose and Brayton Van Kickerix was there to take it away and it'll be first down for the defenders. So the defenders get a turnover. And they're right back where they were when the last drive ended at their own 29-yard line. Well, let's see if Dort can be opportunistic here. Checking to see if the defenders have the personnel on the field. 11 players for the defenders. Looks like Northwestern also has their personnel on the field. Hand off Sonderman. Sonderman up the middle. Sonderman picks up three yards on the play. It'll be second down and seven. Dort down a couple of scores. Clock starting to work against them, though. 13 10 and counting. Clayberg looks to his right. Gets the snap. Keeps it. Has a little bit of a seam, and now he's met by Brett Mosier. Positive yardage for Clayberg to the 38-yard line, and it'll be third down and one. Third and one, the defenders. Noah Clayberg were nearing 200 yards on the ground, 150 through the air. Dort has outgained Northwestern on the ground, 282 to 111, but Northwestern through the air. 261-169. to 169. Third and one for the defenders. Kleber gets a snap, tries to bounce to the outside, cuts it upfield, and picks up four yards on the play. It's going to be third down. Oh, pardon me, first down for the defenders on that third down and one conversion. Football is at the 43-yard line. First and ten. Doored at their own 43. Dort trailing 42-30. Clayburg back to pass, rolling right, plants, throws, looks for Jungling. Jungling's pass, incomplete, but we have a penalty on the play. Penalty flag on the play. Jake Linott was on coverage. So that'll be a 15-yard penalty against Jake Linott on the coverage. That'll be from the 43-yard line, so that will swing it into Northwestern territory. I think they went five yards too far. Oh, well, maybe not. First down and 10 for the defenders at the Northwestern 42. Playburg gets the snap. He's going to roll left. Option. Keeps it himself. And brought down after about a six-yard gain on the play. It'll be second down and four. Had Carter skeep out to his left. So second and four on the way. Levi Jungling is to the near side. Hayden Large is lining up in the slot. Ben Huvel Horst, far side of the field, handoff. Ski bout up the middle, and Carter Ski needed four. He got five. First down, defenders. So Carter Ski with the carry. I believe that is his eleventh carry this afternoon. Right at four yards per carry. First and ten for the defenders at the 31. Back to pass Clayberg. Clayberg. Pass over the top. Complete to Hebelhorst. Hebelhorst inside the 10, down at the 8-yard line as he catches it over the top of Jalen Gramstead. And the defenders now first down and goal to go inside the 10. At the 8. First down and goal to go at the 8. Clayburgh turns, hands, gives to ski Skeebaut. Forward progress, I think, to the six, and that'll be it. Maybe the seven. One or two-yard pickup on the play. It's going to be second down and goal to go. Second and goal to go. Dort trying to make it a one-score game. Trailing by 12 right now. Clayburg keeps it himself to the edge. And he's inside the five, down to the one. It'll be third down. Third down, ten minutes left to play in the contest. Third down and goal to go for Dort. So third down and goal to go. Goal to go. Football is at the two-yard line. Clayburg has Skeep out behind him. Can the defenders punch it in? They fake the handoff up the middle into the end zone. Clayburg, did he get there? Yes. Touchdown defenders. They fake the handoff to jungling on the end around, and the defenders back to within one score. Trailing 42 36, pending the point after. So, point after try here on the way. 940 left to go in regulation. Still a lot of work to do for both teams. Zachman, point after try, is up. And Brett Zachman splits the uprights. And the defenders back to within 5, 42 to 37. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5 back with more right after this. <laughs> Dort kicking off and over end kick taken by Story at the 5 to the 10 to the 15 weaving his way forward. Set at the 30 and brought down at the 30 yard line. It'll be first and 10. Anthony Trojan on the Tackle first and ten for the Raiders at their own 31-yard line. Well the score here for the Raiders puts them up two scores again. And now the clock's starting to work against the defenders, so the defense needs to make a stop. Somehow, some way, he cannot allow a touchdown. Coima has McQuillan behind him. Koima turns, hands, gives to McQuillan, and McQuillan's got about 15 yards on the play. Just when you think you got to play for the pass, Abraham Staves makes the tackle at the 50-yard line, so an 18-yard gain on the play for McQuillan. McQuillan had just 54 yards through the first two games. Now they'll empty out the backfield, Will Northwestern. First down and 10 at midfield. Movement on the line, a free play for Northwestern. Rolling left, taking a shot over the top is Coima, and the pass falls incomplete. And This will be a five-yard penalty against the defenders for being past the line of scrimmage. So a free play for Northwestern. Coima took a shot down the field. And it'll be first down and five yards to go by the time this is marked off. Defense, 51, five yard so five-yard penalty against the defenders, first and five. And Coyman just threw that into a mass of humanity on the near side, inside the 10-yard line, and it dropped to the ground incomplete. 8.57 left to play, ball game. Northwestern leading 42-37. to 37. Koima has three receivers to the left, two to the right. Empties the backfield again. Mosher and McQuillan are to the far side of the field. Story to the near side, along with Fakima. Koima keeps it himself, and he's brought down after a short gain on the play. Picked up three on first and five. It'll be second and two. Second and two, and now Northwestern. Position where they can take a shot down the field and still be faced with just a third down and short situation. Come on, so second down and two. 8.30 left to play. And counting. Second down and two. Koima has a running back, McQuillan, with him. Hands it off to McQuillan. McQuillan stopped by Nicholson. Zade Nicholson on the stop, but not before McQuillan picks up three yards on second down and three. Uh, pardon me, second down and two, and that's a first down by a yard. And now Northwestern shortening the game. They'll take their time. Dort's already used two timeouts as well. Bottom line, the defenders need to keep Northwestern out of the end zone. Hold them to a field goal attempt. Still a one-score ball game. First and ten, Northwestern. Koima turns, hands, gives to Logan Meyer. Meyer the ball carrier, and Meyer picks up five on the play. It'll be second and five. Second and five, and Northwestern will take their time. Stop the clock momentarily. When we resume play, they'll start the clock and it'll be a 25 second. And it'll be a 40 second. 40 seconds for Northwestern to run the play. They'll get up to the line of scrimmage. They'll take their time. No need in rushing at this point. Coima, back to pass. Lofts it up towards the end zone, in and out of the hands. (laughs) Incomplete, intended for Blake Anderson. Mino Jones on the coverage, and Jones shaking up on the play. It's going to be third down and five. Third down and five, Jones shaking up on the play. Let's take a look at some scores from around the conference. At last check, it was Concordia leading Jamestown sixteen to three. That's the season opener for Jamestown. Doan was trailing North uh, Dakota Wesleyan, that is, and Midland was all over Briarcliff. That was forty-two to nothing at halftime. Sixty-three to zero. 56 to 3 Midland over Briarcliff So at the injury timeout Jones walks off the field under his own power and this is a big play coming here third down and 5 704 remaining Dort trailing by 5 42 to 37 and the defenders need to stop on this play Coima has Meyer in the backfield with him. Coima, back to pass, bubble screen, right side over to Story. Story complete for a first down. Michael Story. Coima completes the pass to Story. Story more than enough for a first down, and now it's Northwestern football, first and 10 at the 24, 6.50 and counting. So Northwestern able to convert on third down and five, and we've said it before. Dort needs a stop here in some way. They need a stop, and they need to get the football back. Koima hands off Meyer. Meyer gets away from Mrazik. Mrazik unable to bring Meyer down after having him right around the line of scrimmage. It's a gain of seven on the play. It'll be second and three. Second and three, football at the 17-yard line. Six thirteen and counting, ball game. Been a relatively fast-moving football game, even for all the scoring. We've gone under six minutes to go, second and three. Northwestern gets into the end zone. It gets difficult here, so the Dort defense needs that play. Here's Coyma on the scramble. And a flag thrown. Flag's going to be thrown. And this one's in all likelihood coming back after Koima had enough for a first down. I think it's going to be a hold, but I'm not positive. This has been the slowest part of the game, actually, has been determining Penalties. So, Northwestern's Blake Siv- Severe whistled for the holding penalty. And that'll set up second and long. So, second and 13 with 546 remaining in the game. Northwestern 42, Dort 37. Koima looks to the sideline. Dort was creeping Colton Vandenberg up on the far side from a linebacker position. Koima back to pass. Pass is complete to Story. Story, the ball carrier, and Story brought down by Staves and Morazic. And it's going to be third down and a couple. Third down and two. Koima. Empty backfield. Towards defense. Needs a stop. Third and two. We've said that a couple of times on this drive already. So third down and two. Koima gets a snap. Back to pass. Pass is complete. For Shane Solberg, and Solberg picks up a first down. He's inside the 10, down at the 8. And Northwestern just keeps the chains moving, and they're milking the clock. It'll now be around four minutes left to go in the game by the time they snap the football again. And their drive is still live. First down and goal to go at the 8. David Kakmarinski back in the football game for Dort. First and goal to go at the eight. Boy, turnover here would be huge. Hand off to Meyer. Not going to get it. Meyer into the end zone. Touchdown. So Meyer with an eight-yard touchdown run. And Northwestern has gone up by two scores. forty-eight to 37 48-37 pending the point after Northwestern a time consuming drive and Eli Stater on to attempt the point after 6 for 6 so far on point after tries, snap is down kick is up and the kick is no good and the difference remains 9, 48, 237. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. 354 remaining in the game when we're back right after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. One final in, a little bit of a shocker to me. Dakota Wesleyan, 29. Doan, 26. Doan entered 2-1. Dakota Wesleyan was 0-3. Stater, end-over-end kick taken by the defenders and jungling at the 12-yard line. To the 15, to the 20, 25. And Levi jungling brought down at the 28-yard line. It'll be 1st and 10 for the defenders at their own 28. So 347 remaining. Defenders need to strike and strike quickly. Have one timeout remaining to the defenders as well, so you get in a pinch. You're going to have to burn that final one. Northwestern leading by 11. Clayberg <clears throat> in at quarterback. Clayburg turns, fakes the handoff, rolls right, pass, complete to Jungling. And that's close to the first down marker. It's going to be a first down for the defenders. Jungling a productive game today. For Levi, that is his ninth catch, nearing 100 yards. Clayburg runs option, keeps it himself, and he is brought down at the line of scrimmage. Mo Hofer on the tackle. Loss of one on the play. It'll be second and eleven. Second and eleven. Clock working against the defenders. They're at. We're at 3:10 left to play in the game. Clayburg Rolling right. Plants, throws, has jungling. It's complete into Northwestern Territory at the 36-yard line. So Levi jungling averaging 10 yards per catch, entering play today. Brought down at the 36-yard line by Noah van Hoff. And the defenders down by 11, but they're in Northwestern Territory at the 36-yard line. 238 and counting, bull game. Clayburg gets the snap, fakes the handoff, plants, throws over the top, complete to Warner. Lucas Warner inside the five, down to the four-yard line. So Lucas Warner getting free, middle of the field. For a pass and catch down inside the five, down to the four-yard line. And with 2.20 remaining, the defenders can punch this one in. Then it comes down to if you can recover an onside kick that the opponent knows is coming. First things first, try to put it in the end zone. Hand off to Skeebout. Skeebout, a one-yard pickup on the play. It'll be second down and goal to go. Second down and goal to go. Football at the three. Clayberg, is going to run it. Keep it himself, and he is met at the five. Never down, though. Second effort down to the two-yard line, and Dort will use a timeout. Well, Clayburg was hit at the five, but his knee never touched as he was actually on top of a Northwestern player. He's got it, and they uh, picked up one yard on the play down to the two. It's third down and goal to go at the two-yard line. This is KDCR Sioux Center. 88-5, back with third and goal to go right after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Dork trailing 48-37. Third down and goal to go. Defenders are down 11. Jungling is to the near side. Dort going with the heavy lineup. They ha- fake the handoff to Jungling and Claber Junk- keeps it himself and he has stopped short of the goal line by a yard. It's going to be fourth down. Fourth down and the defenders will kick a field goal here. So now you're relying on making the field goal and then yeah, a lot of things have to happen but you're trying to give yourself a chance. Zachman's field goal is good. And the defenders are within eight, 48 40. 114 remaining in the game. Dort's out of timeouts. Northwestern knows that there will be an onside kick attempt coming. Defenders need to recover, score a touchdown, get a two point conversion all in the final 114. We'll be back to see if they can do it right after this. Well, you need a funny hop, you need something. It has to get to the forty five yard line before Northwestern. pardon me before Dort can recover unless Northwestern touches it first. And now Northwestern will call for a timeout. Timeout on the field, charge to Northwestern. We'll keep it right here. Tell me about uh, some of the numbers from today's ball game so far. Dort offensively, 321 yards on the ground, 271 in the air, 592 total. Northwestern, 158 on the ground, 290 in the air, 448 total. Tyson Coima, 67 yards rushing, 290 passing. Noah Clayburg, 270 yards rushing, 248 yards passing. 19 of 32 through the air for Clayburgh. Levi Jungling has been his favorite receiver. Ten catches for 124 yards. Ben Huvelhorst, seven catches for 65 yards for Northwestern. Oh, pardon me, for Dort, for Northwestern. Michael Story and Cade Mosier with five catches each for 93 and 84 yards, respectively. So Dort now kicking off. Brett Zachman to kick we we'll watch the 45-yard line. That is the magic number. Dort down eight. They need the football back. Otherwise, this one's over. Zachman. And what do we have? Well, they said there was no ready for play, so that's a warning. Been doing this 28 years. I've never heard that one before. So Zachman. Another kickoff attempt on the way. And this one takes a high skip, a chance! It goes out of bounds off of a Northwestern player. It Oh, you couldn't have drawn it up any better. Nathan Cabongo had a chance at it, and that's all you're asking for in that situation. The ball took a skip at the end, high into the air. Kabongo on the sideline, just out of his reach. And in all likelihood, that's going to do it. Dort cannot stop the clock. Northwestern will need to run two plays, and they will escape with a win unless they have something catastrophic happen. They will take victory formation, and it certainly appears Northwestern is going to hang on for a 48-40 to win. Tyson Coima is under center. And now ready for play, takes an e, And they'll let it get under 40 seconds. And then they'll snap it, and that'll be the ball game. Valiant effort by the defenders, but they got down by two scores on a couple different occasions, actually three different occasions. And, uh, yeah, just couldn't dig all the way out of the hole. Got back to even at 14-14 and 21-21. Got to within eight, but run out of time. Game clock is under 40 seconds. Coima will take the snap. And that's the ball game. Northwestern, 48. Dort, 40. You're listening to KDCR, Sioux Center, 88.5. We'll be back with a recap of today's football game right after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, KDCR885.com As we wrap things up, an entertaining football game this afternoon. But in the end, Northwestern, a little bit too much offense, and we felt like that would be the uh, key for the ball game coming in. Could uh, Dort stop consistently that Northwestern defense and uh, Uh, Pardon me, could they stop them consistently with their defense? And uh, the answer today, not quite. They got one turnover, and uh, Northwestern hangs on to win at 48-40. The final numbers, Northwestern, 156 on the ground on 31 rushes, 290 in the air on 17 of 27 passing for a total of uh, 446 yards on just 58 offensive plays for the defenders. They ran the ball 55 times for 321 yards. They were uh, 23 of 38 passing for 271 yards. 93 total plays for 592 yards. Dort was led by Noah Klebergs. 23 rushes for 270 yards, 2 touchdowns. Carter Skeba, 13 carries for 40 yards. Ethan Thomas, 7 for 31. Michael Sonderman, 6 for 24. Clayburg, 19 of 32 passing for 248 yards. Ethan Thomas, 4 of 6 passing for 23 yards. Pass receiving, Levi Jungling, 10 catches, 124 yards. Ben Hubelhor, 7 for 65. Lucas Warner, 2 for 47. Josh Morazic, 4 solo and 3 assisted stops. Nathan Cabango, 3 and 3. Abe Staves, 5 and 1. Brayton Finkerichs, 3 and 1 with a tackle for a loss and a fumble recovery. For Northwestern, Tyson Coima, 13 carries for 67 yards. Connor McQuillan, 9 for 46. Logan Meyer, 5 for 44. Tyson Coima, 17 of 27 passing for 290 yards. Michael Story, 5 catches for 93 yards. Cade Mosier, 5 catches for 84 yards. Sheen Solberg, 4 catches for 51 yards. Parker Fryer, 13 solo and 3 assisted stops. Noah Van Hoff, 8 solo, 1 assisted stop. Morris Hofer, eight, uh, six solos and two assistant tackles. Punting, Jaden Snyder punted twice for the Raiders, two punts, 47 yards per punt average. Dort Noah Clayburg, three punts for a 39.7 yards per punt average. Once again, our final, Dort falls to Northwestern, 48-40. to 40. It's time for the uh, fairway scoreboard. And grab my liner notes. Scoreboard for football games, made possible by Fairway Meat and Grocery. Fairway Meat and Grocery in Sioux Center, best at fresh, serving the community since 1991. Around the G-Pack, Midland over Barcliff, 56 to three. Concordia over Jamestown, 23 to three. Dakota Wesleyan over Doan. 29 to 26. And Northwestern over Dort, forty-eight to forty. That means Concordia is still undefeated, four and zero. Dort falls to two and one. Morningside idle, two Do- and zero. Uh, Doane falls to two and two. Northwestern improves to two and one. Hastings was idle; they're one and two. Jamestown zero and one. Briarcliff zero and three. Midland, a very good team, one and two now. And Doane, uh, Dakota Wesleyan, that is, with a win over Doane, goes to one and three. That is going to do it for our broadcast. We'll be back on the air again Monday night from Orange City as Dort and Northwestern battle in volleyball. That will be from the Boltman Center, 7.30 start time. You can hear it on KDCR. For KDCR Sports, I'm Mike Biker. Good afternoon.